coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the UK Steelers podcast. I am not Simon Winstanley, who is ill and in hospital at the moment, so get well, Si, first of all, right off the top. Um, I am joined by some esteemed co-hosts. We have Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart and Mike Farrell. How are we doing, boys? Not too bad, yeah. Sorry to be without Si. Hoping it's the end of his Stones journey, but we're not quite sure, are we? Yeah, it's um, sounding a little bit ominous. At the moment, so uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll update isn't it, when he's here. Uh, well, touch wood, touch off my head. He's he's going to be back next week. So I, I don't think it's ominous. Is it ominous? I thought it just painful. It's, it hope sounded you, ominous you know. to me the way he, he messages, but I, I, won't, I won't divulge. Okay. Well, let's, let's not let's not worry the listeners too much. I think he will no. be around next week. I just whether he's uh, doing the podcast or not. Sure. Well, um, <laughs> geez, morbid. But luckily. Um, Given a slightly ironic subject this week, we are talking about tackle, so <laughs> good luck to Si, hope everything goes well, and we're going to discuss tackles in the meantime. But um, first, we have some housekeeping to do. Um, follow the show at patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers pod. I think that's correct. I haven't wrote that down. Um, thank you to our Patreons this week, Mark Hansen. Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Steve Williams, Rob Ferguson, Joel Spencer, and Jason, the Facebook czar Bowdler. Thank you, as ever, for all your support, gentlemen. Um, Let's have a quick check on news. There's a few things going on this week um, with the the Combine, so let's get into that, shall we? Let's do it. Combine on right now. Actually, Brian Breezy is doing the, uh, the towel drill as I'm watching here. Look, look quite good. But anyway, yeah. What have you got for us from the combine? So, um, interestingly, um, the Steelers seem to be keeping an eye on cornerbacks and defensive line. Um, not perhaps a surprise for us, given that we've kind of mentioned that there's kind of three or four positions of, of, of clear need. Um, has anybody impressed any of you this week that you've seen from the Combine or any of the interviews or anything? Not so much. I mean, Jalen Carter's maybe fallen to the Steelers somewhat, which is uh, <laughs> which would be a bit of a win in some cases. I mean, that story's crazy. And it, it, in another eyebrow raiser as far as recruiters are going, why is, why is there a recruiter in his car? This recruiting mystery just gets deeper and deeper all the time. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I, there was talk about issues with his uh, demeanour and all the rest. This is just put it under a scale, there, wasn't it? Yeah. It's going to be one of those, I think. Is the football ability too good to ignore? Or are you going to take the, the kind of vibe scouting element into it? And will he even be, you know, in or out of jail come week one? It's uh, That's another question, isn't it? I don't think the... I think there is some prison time potentially associated with the offence, from what I understand, but I don't think it's it's multiple years or anything. Yeah. Not to make light of a situation, but they did allow about a three-minute window to place a bet on the highest-drafted defensive player at Will Anderson. Um, let's see what happens. Did, did uh, you get in there? 
I did indeed. <laughs> I'm not surprised. surprised. Never, never want to miss out on an opportunity. <laughs> well done, yeah, mate. doesn't say a lot about me. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to be the only one because someone, some team's going to capitalise here, right, and get you know a blue chip player at a reduced value. And we've seen a few of these over the years. I mean, maybe it works in Carter's favour that it's now not you know, a couple of weeks before the draft, he's got a bit of time for, for the dust to settle. But, I mean, mm. remember Laramie Tunsil, obviously, and um, uh, who was the other one? Oh, Lyle Collins was the other one. Yeah. And, um, you know, whereas where a, a new story has broken it during the process and changed things. But, yeah, what a story. Eh? It's just, you know, obviously tragic that things happen. I've seen a few wags going on, oh, well, he's destined for the Raiders then. I mean, that's just bad taste. I don't know why I'm oh. repeating it, but, yeah. Fair play to him for making the trip back to Indy. Um, you know, talk about fronting the situation. You know, ultimately, we noticed the job interview, and he mm. has gone back to front the situation and is going to be in multiple, multiple interviews, and there'll be one question and one question only asked. Let's be fair. Um, yeah. So, credit, I suppose. He, he seems adamant that he's, to an extent, innocent in all of this, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Well, I mean, how, you know, he, he was driving and some people were killed, right? Is that. I mean, he can't be innocent of. He can be. I guess he could be innocent of what murder or be. He's well, the charges something. are what the charges are: reckless driving and racing. So yeah. he's not being he's not being charged of, you know, like a manslaughter or or anything yeah. along those lines. It's whether I, I, I don't know was he racing in the other vehicle? Who knows? Who knows? But he'll uh, he'll certainly get the chance to talk about it over the next forty eight hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah, with, with various police officers and um, NFL officials from various sort of franchises, I should think. But uh, yeah, still very much a, a developing story that one. So um, you'll want to keep an eye on. Um, it just goes to show: don't do your mock drafts too early because it's a complete waste of time, and it's yeah. all <laughs> likely to change anyway. So yeah, yeah. So sorry, you you asked us about um, anyone else. I mean, that that's obviously the headline from from the, at the moment. Obviously, tra- following the um, the Steelers' visits, that's interesting. They seem to be visiting with a lot of uh, cornerbacks and linebackers, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Kyle Dunbar here, I'm watching, working out the D-linemen. So they've obviously got their eyes in the right places. Um, do you think? Do you think it's changed a little bit? I mean, I think my my opinion after watching we've now, we've now watched all of the offensive groups. I, I don't know if this if this tackle group is. I mean, I'm not going to get into it before we get into the tackles, but I, I don't think it's as strong as some of these other groups, right? And so I'm wondering if they should be looking at D-line or cornerback with that with that pick at 17. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's pretty top-heavy, right? Like outside of the top, I don't know, three? You're sort of like, you're getting more of a project after that. And mm. there's there's a number, not without, say, without going into it too much, but there's a few that are being, I don't know, being touted to be in, Drafted much higher than it looks. You look at him and go, really? But you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, my my confidence is knocked in this group a little bit. So at one point I was like, oh, I hope they take someone, take a tackle, you know, early on. But now I'm sort of thinking maybe they're going to hit free agency, something like that. I don't know what's going to go on, but I'm not, you know, enamoured with the with the draft with the you know Titan. Tight end. Still got tight ends on the brain. Um, offensive tackle draft group. It's uh, not thrilling. Does it does it feel the case that 
from the the big wigs who've done mock drafts, we're in that sort of sweet spot where the top main guys will be gone, and maybe there's a little bit of a gap in that late teens into the twenties where tackle the, the elite guys are gone, and, and is it too high to draw to draft the next crop? You know, <clears throat> we are sitting there with thir- pick thirty two, I suppose. I've I got to be honest. I'm not sure any of these tackles are worth taking in the first round. I any? Don't know. No. Not not one. I don't know. Maybe Skaronski. Ooh. I, I just don't Bolt. see it. it that, that's my take. Yeah, I, I'm down on this group, man. I, I I would be disappointed with them taking any of these, even Skaronski at 17. I know what you mean. Like in, in past years, it, it was it was it last year? It was. was it, well, Rashawn Slater stands out, and um, Penny Sewell. That was was that two years ago. It was, yeah. Uh, and they had the, the the year three years ago. They had the four the four guys. What was it? Thomas Worths, uh, Beckton, and one other whose name is uh, escaping me right now. But there was four like blue chip tackles. Doesn't feel like Thomas. any. Of yeah, that's it. Andrew Thomas. It yeah. doesn't feel like uh, any of these guys are in that sort of league, really. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're kind of transitioning onto the tackles. Is that what we want to do? Should we just get into the tackles, or should we uh, continue talking about the draft? Um, I do. I do. Well, Go on. One thing. One thing. If we, if we just mention the combine, one thing very quickly. Have you seen the forty time for Kalaja Kansi at a pit? No, I didn't know he was running. I thought yeah, he was an injury. Yeah, D Lyman. Uh, he's run a four seven three. No way. What did uh, What did Davis win run last year? Four. Six something, yeah. Wow. Was it Jordan Davis? Yeah. Hang on, googling. Yeah, four seven eight. Excuse me. So he's gone faster than Jordan Davis. Yeah. Wow. Albeit he is about forty pounds lighter. But still, I mean, is he about two eighty? I think or something like that. Sub five for that kind of guy. Actually, he's gone even. Sorry, his second time was even quicker. Four six seven. That's rapid. Wow. That is absolutely rapid. Um I I just seen that he's um he's he's not working out, so did he pull a pull a muscle or something on that run or is he previously injured? Or is um, he just saving it for his pro day maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's just under forty and that's it. Wow. Well yeah. he's got he's gonna be shooting up boards then if that's the case. What's his yeah. consensus? you know what his consensus is at the moment? It's not that high, is it? Not I, I've watched them, um, and consensus isn't as high as I have them. Right. So maybe the consensus will change. It, yeah, it feels like it's going to start. The thing is, he's, a, he's an undersized D lineman from Pitt. Mm. Hello, Aaron Donald. You know, the, the comparisons are. are yeah. Every, everything you, you look for, Claudia Cansey's name, everything is Claudia Cansey versus Aaron McDonald. Height, yeah. weight, 10 yard split. You know, everything yeah. like that. But it's only really just started, hasn't it? The com like the, the, on field drills like in the last hour and a half. Yeah, the buzz. So the buzz yeah, will start still coming. Very, very early doors. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, watch, watch this. Watch this. Uh, watch this space. There'll definitely be a. You know, it, it's fun watching the lads at you know three hundred pounds running forty yard dashes. Yeah. Wait for, the, wait for the weekend when we see cornerbacks and receivers running rapid, rapid times. Where do you think the um, D line need is compared to cornerback and tackle? I think it's right up there. Mhm. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably rank tackle third in that. Mm. 
but it's close. I mean, we still have, you know, we have three picks in the top 50. If we had one across each of those, it probably wouldn't be too bad. But you know yourself, that's free, free agency. Miles Jack, Devin Bush, is there a need for a linebacker? Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's so many. I, w- I wouldn't be upset with any, really. Yeah. You know, what I, what I wouldn't want to do is take a tight end in the second round. Are know, we, are, are, uh, yeah. Are we, well, they did that a few years ago, so I doubt they'll do that again. Exactly. Are we, are we, uh, are we assuming that Lario's gone, or do you think he'll come back? I'm hoping he comes back. Yeah, it's whether they can afford what he's asking, but, mm. I mean, without him, well, let's say he doesn't come back, then who's, who's on the squad? I mean, Adams, Cam, obviously. Adam Ali's probably retiring. Yeah. Yes, Adams was a guy that? we were all really excited about at one point, and it just mm, it it sort of tailed off, off, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Louder milk. You've got um, the Marvin Leal. So it all gets a bit untested and a bit unsure behind yeah. behind Cam, doesn't it? Yeah. The ghost of Stefan to it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Did we want to talk about this NFLPA article that came out before we go on? Oh the yeah, tackles? go on, go on. In. Oh, a bit of stealing is yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it, I, I did it, I'm sure it's every year. I've, I've, I've not seen it done every year, but, um, I guess it doesn't really come from my, uh, feed as it were. But, um, they've done like a, a breakdown of all 32 teams ranking them based on their facilities, treatment of, was it treatment of family, nutrition room, training room, all that sort of stuff, like facility. You know, it had the quality of facilities, I suppose. And, um, I, I assume they sort of go through it, uh, they get a census of everyone's opinion. I don't know if you have to take part in it or not. So I don't know if you know everyone actually has um, involved in the in the franchise has actually been involved in this sort of uh, census. But um, we're ranked twenty uh, second out of thirty two teams, which uh, doesn't look great. We're not going to lie. I mean, and a lot of these ones, I think we're, they're ranked highest in things like strength coaches. Um, Training staff, etc. Um, team travel was sort of high up there, but when it comes to like family, you know, helping out with childcare, like on game day, I, I assume, etc. It, it, it's not good. Um, weight room got a C with the tie for twenty fifth, which doesn't really, it doesn't match up with the strength training. Strength coaches got an A minus, but the the weight room got a C. So, so yeah, the coaches are good, but the facilities need a bit of investment. Sounds like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-three percent yeah. of players feel they have enough hot tub space, but only eighty-seven percent feel they have enough cold tub space. So get a bigger cold tub. Can't get enough of those cold tubs. Um, good steam, good steam room, like uh, most gyms should have. Um, one of six teams that does not offer a sauna. Scandalous. Disgraceful. <laughs> so I think I think the biggest thing to take away is is the the treatment of families thing, which sort of it doesn't feel right to me, considering that they're such a family oriented team. It sort of I don't know, something feels off about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. We're one of the run... teams that don't have a daycare on game. Yeah, day. they don't have a family room at the stadium, and they're one of eleven teams that don't have a daycare on on game day. It, I don't know. That that feels like a maybe. It's just we're looking at this from a from you know sitting in the UK where we get a lot of help, well, some help with these sorts of things, and it's sort of expected that you get help with childcare from an employer. Um, 
apparently those rules don't seem to exist or you know are enforced in NFL teams. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, maybe there's been a bit of a sort of media furore about this. Minor, not that, that big, but maybe they'll look at this and think, yeah, we need to sort of yeah. improve some of the facilities. Sure. It strikes me as a very kind of off-season article. Let's find something to write about. But well, the steam room's not big enough, you know. <laughs> we could do a rich here, because he, he, he was saying about how um, he's not nothing like his dad. Um, you know, the, the, it's not that the family traits haven't been passed down, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Mm. Bit of penny pinching. Mm. It feels that way. All right. Should we move on to the uh, draft tackle group? Sure. Let's do it. Exciting. All right. Kent, yeah. do, you want to, do you want to lead the way? Or, or? Yeah. Interestingly, I think this tackle class suffered a big sort of disappointment very early on in the process. Uh, there's a guy from Penn State who we're not going to go into specifically this year, um, but he's gone back to school. Um, it's a guy called Olu Fashanu, um, and he would have been, by sort of the cognoscenti, as Simon would mention, um, he's a real C-word. rare blend of athleticism, strength, power, and really refined in terms of his game, but he's only 19 years old. So... A lot of the the kind of the commentators were kind of saying that he would have been OT1 by some quite considerable distance. So I guess that's why we've kind of got the best of the rest. Um, mm. Well, that's, I think that goes to say the 19-year-old is is head and shoulders above the rest of the class. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that assessment if that's the case because I'm really, really disappointed, actually. I hate to say it. But, uh, you know, because I was thinking, oh, this this will be the time. You know, I've been saying for three years, the Steelers need to get, like, a, a really quality blindside protector. You know, sorry, Dan Moore, I'm not sure. But, you know, maybe he'll progress and be better. But at the moment, I don't have that much faith in, in that happening. So I was just kind of thinking there's got to be a guy here that is that, you know, that high cut, that kind of, like, lean, long quick build with swift movement and good hand skills and just strong and you know maybe maybe isn't so you know isn't isn't a monster in the run game but but can just really cover some ground on on their on their you know their kick slide and get you know just just be with Kenny and and develop with him but I, I don't think the guy's here maybe you know I mean out out of the sort of top prospects that I've watched maybe there's a guy in the later rounds but I find that hard to believe because we usually with these tackles you kind of can see it so I don't know. Cheer me up. Someone cheer me up. Look, I'm, I'm surprised, Gav, to be honest with you. I, I, there's some players here that have a decent whack of athleticism. Um, That's true. I, 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 would, I would have thought that might have been might have been right up your alley. It's a shame to hear you so forlorn about the uh, about the OT class. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I know you were big on Cosme. Was that two years ago? Yes. Or last year. Yeah, and I, I was big on Leon Eichenberg. Now, okay, maybe you could argue whether that's he's working out or not, but. I guess that's the kind of player I was looking for, that kind of, you know, technical, smooth pass protector. I'm not seeing that. You're right, there are some athletes and there's some really big guys and there's guys with exciting tape for the run game, but I don't see what I think the Steelers need. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there, maybe there is a guy. I mean, there's definitely... Two years ago, when, we, when the Steelers were desperately trying to improve their run game, there's a couple of guys here that would, would do that and maybe they should still do that, you know, because Chuck's on the other side... Yeah, I don't know. Is he is he is he better than league average? 
He's about league average, maybe. Mm. I think there's some guys here that if you put out there on the right side in the run game, could be better than league average. That's for sure. So maybe I'm, I'm just, I was just looking, looking at this in the wrong way. Maybe we've got to put it in context as well of the level of tackle play that we've seen from the Steelers over the last sort of two, three years. And actually, one of these guys that are a little bit raw that come in as a project guy might actually be, you know, what we actually need in terms of developing and, and pushing, you know, certainly the strength of that room forwards um, yeah. and ultimately developing. Obviously, the, the O-line improved. It, it was kind of horrific early on in terms of pass protection, but as that kind of run game improved with, with Najee improving later on in the season, you know, that, that did definitely improve in terms of the run game. And I think Matt Canada was able to kind of develop more of his scheme as a result of that. So, you know, if we take one of these guys, which we may do, whether it be first round or one of those two second round picks, um, you think we'd have to address certainly somewhere along the offensive line in the first three or four picks this year, I would think. Yeah, at, at this point, if they're taking tackle, I, w- I would suggest going with that second of the second round picks with it and just picking up one of these project guys. I don't, I don't think there's anyone here worth spending more. I mean, there's one guy that I think is being, we should have talked about last week in the um, interior O-line. Mm-hmm. But, I was going to um, say, is, is the best tackle a guard? Yeah, well, the, <laughs> two of the best tackles are guards. Well, one of them might be a centre. So that's, that's just, just, just no clear, you know, those years where you've got a tackle going in the top five and it's a dude that looks like, you know, the Terminator or a universal soldier. This guy isn't in this draft class. So should, should we just get into it? Should we talk about the top guy or, or do we don't got anything more sort of 60,000 feet thoughts on this? Uh, one final one then at 60,000. I'd say, I still say tackles are need. Um, what we've got, both of our tackles have got two years left on their deals, I think. If you're going to bring in a rookie who's potentially going to start in a year or two, I'm not saying first, I'm just saying any pick. Within the first five picks, is relevant yeah. any pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need depth, and we probably need a little bit of quality of depth as well. You know, everything you hear from the last few weeks, I look at teams like Philly have done, which just is, is short of that old line and spend good capital because you're going to need them, irrespective of who you've already got starting. If you've got a guy high on your big board, just take him because he will start. It's just a case of when he's going to start at such an important position. Yeah. I, I think I definitely think it's a need. It's just a case of how much capital that we want to spend. Personally, I think we have bigger weaknesses in other areas for our first round and maybe the second pick as well. But it, it it's a need nonetheless. And I think I think we need to take when it's just going to be a data choice situation on what what the appetite looks like and how the bar falls. Yeah, exactly. I think what I think what I'm getting at is here is I'm not seeing anyone that I think is worth. You, you know, don't want to, you don't want someone at 17. No, and I you know I, I would rather just wait and see who falls one of these mm-hmm. developmental prospects, one of these hulking monsters that you can get in the second round. You know, and wait God, for that then. I cannot wait until we do the mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> I find out there's five tackles waiting for us at 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, lads, should, should, we, should we fire it away? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, how do we want to start? Kets, you're, lead, you're, lead, you're leading the group. You're leading the front two. You're the first man over the trenches. Yep, sound the bugle. Right, okay. I will start off with then. Um, I, I kind of start off with, with the guy that I've looked at the most. 
You're going to start with fashion and just keep going on about how good he is. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll do that next year. Right, I'll tell you what. 10 games. Let, let's start with Skaronski then, because I feel like he's the, the natural um, sort of starter for 10. Um, <laughs> does anyone have his measurables? Because I don't yeah, have many. He's out of Northwestern. And he's six foot four, three hundred and fifteen. Six foot four. That, that he's a guard, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's just get into it. Let's just go straight in. Go on, Kets, introduce. Always, always short two inches. Anyway, um, so Peter Skoronski out of Northwestern. Um, he can get up to the second level on a run play. He can deal with both inside and outside moves. All of these are basically guard characteristics, aren't they, as much as I read them out. Um, adjust quickly between the two, whether it's inside or outside. Um, good agility, good athleticism. Um, seems to play very vertically, and I kind of questioned whether NFL rushers would be able to take advantage of this with more um, kind of technique if they're able to kind of get low and get in and around him. Um, he played very much in a kind of gap power scheme at Northwestern, um, and he he doesn't tend to look very busy on tape. He does his job, but doesn't really look to get involved in other blocks if the play goes elsewhere. Um, quite a high potential for holding calls. Um, needs to work on hand placement and initial foot positioning, or footwork and positioning. Um, doesn't have explosive or great drop back positioning. First two steps look unconvincing. Um, he did play well against Hutchinson last year. I think, interestingly, with some of the tape this year, I think it's been worth going back and looking at the 2021 tape, which had sort of Hutchinson and Ajabo and sort of some more kind of quality edge rushers just to give you a, a kind of a deeper sample size. Um, and did quite well against Hutchinson last year. Um, quite mobile in the run game. Um, quick feet and athleticism. That's about what I've got for Skaronski. Um, which, considering he's the top guy in the class, isn't very uh, kind of positive or convincing. Which kind of maybe underlies what you said, Gav. Yeah, he's just not very exciting. He's he's oh. good. Like he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's he's strong. He's athletic. He's fairly polished. I just what what are the elite traits here that are worthy of a if you're going to take him at 17? I mean, some mocks have got him going even higher than that. But what are you drafting here? I mean, I, I think he's ultimately better suited to being inside due, due to his lack of length. Um, but he plays, he, plays, he plays outside with skill. Um, you know, he's got a good anchor, good balance, good knee bend. I mean, a lot of good things. You know, the, uh, as you say, he's not that exciting. I think you're right about the hand placement or, the, or the, some of the foot technique isn't elite, but it's fine. He's, he's not that violent, so he's not that guy. He's just kind of like a steady eddy kind of tackle slash guard prospect that in other years would be getting taken in the second round, I think. I mean, yeah. someone else convinced me I'm, I'm wrong here. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm totally in agreement with you lads, but I, I'd see, you know, when, when, in, when his name came up, I heard about him before, um, before the season started because Northwestern's first game was in Dublin. Was It was the, um, the game they had in Dublin against... Oh, yeah. Sh- wasn't that Kentucky, Kentucky, someone that, no, no, not someone else. But like, and, and leading into that game, it was this guy is, this guy is, is a shoe in. You know, he, he's, he's going to be an absolute star. He's a, he's a top five, top ten pick. Um, is he a first rounder? Yes, I do think he is. 
I don't think he's that level of top five pick. He's 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 so well suited. It's almost boring, and that's a compliment because he makes it look quite easy. Doesn't do doesn't make the sexy plays. If you see what I mean, yeah. you know he's not driving lads into the dirt <clears> or sticking them in the bench on the sideline or anything like that. He's definitely a talented player. He's not my OT one. Ooh. I think there are going to be questions around the guard situation, but ultimately, if you end up getting a getting a guard, do you know? Do you know what his nickname should just be plug and play? Yeah, because you yeah. could just put him in and forget about it. You're you're done. You're done. Is he going to go to Canton? You know. Come at me, um, uh, what's the, what's the Twitter, what's the Twitter account? Bad, bad um, takes exposed, bad, or I'll yeah, take it, I'll take yeah. exposed, whatever it is. Come, come back to me in, in 22 years time. But, he's, he's definitely a talented player. I just, oh, so much of the hype during the season and, and even last summer was about this, you know, Jake Long type talent where this guy could go number one overall depending on who was picking in the quarterback situation. But, I don't think he's that he's that level. Is he as crisp as a Rashawn, as a Rashawn Slater who was there previously? Probably not. I'd probably say he's a little bit more like the Christian Darasaw sort of mould of mm. uh, of OT. I still think he's again. I still think he's a first rounder. I just don't think he's that elite elite level of a player that we've heard about in the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What do you think, Dave? I mean, you go through, like, a guy's highlight tape, and it's a series of kind of beans-on-toast plays. It, it doesn't get you hyped about this guy. He's supposed to be a first-rounder. I see where Gab's coming from. But he has got a lot of very good traits. He's a, he's a great athlete, great anchor. All the good things you guys have said about him are all true. But, yeah, it's he's it, not, it's not sexy. He doesn't pull off big, impressive plays. He's not... He, the two things I've, I've not got a whole lot written about him. The two things I've got about him are wingspan question mark guard question mark, which isn't a screaming indictment of your number one tackle, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it, it's hard when you watch that guy. As you know, you're going through the list of guys. You say, oh, the first one's going to be this red hot guy, and you go, oh, a guard. It doesn't. It sets you in bad stead for the rest of the of the group, you know. Definitely. And, and then if it, you know there is a push to guard, you've got to sit and ask, what's the value of guard? Yeah. No. Is 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 he is he quitting Nelson? No. Who is? Mm. So then it's a value proposition. And are are we, are we all saying at seventeen we would say no? Are we are we going to say it at seventeen because he's actually ranked number eleven on the uh, consensus big board I've got here? So should we set it at seventeen for Steelers first round pick? I don't think he's going lower. Right. I'm going to say out. I'm going to say out. Yeah, if, if we're based on that position at, at 17, I, I'd be out. Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy because it would be, it would be, he would really be helpful on the Steelers O line. You, you can get, you can get a, you can get a road grade in tackle considerably Later. further down. Yeah. Yeah. Are we yeah. going to be listening back to this in like three years' time, just sounding like complete idiots? It's possible. Yeah. He's got he's got two Pro Bowls already. Yeah, for the um, Ravens. Oh no! <laughs> Do you know what? I think I think at seventeen, I'll, I'll I might actually say in. 
if if he does end up becoming a guard, we've got ourselves a damn good guard. Yeah. What um, what, uh, what pick did they draft to Castro with? I mean, that was a a great pick. I think it was a little bit uh, lower, later than this, was it? Um, about the same. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was uh, a tor- we had the same conversation about Torrance uh, mm-hmm. last week. I mean, where where do you where do you take these guys? Is it a bit rich? Is a guard going to push you over the edge, or you know, a a, a pro bowl guard, or you know, or a, or a league average tackle, which is what I think we're looking at here, slightly better than league average tackle, but a pro bowl guard prospect. Are they going to? Are they really going to get you a Super Bowl? You sort of need your whole unit to be made up of. These guys. Mm. So, I don't know. I feel I, like the situation's all right. Go on, sorry. I was on the fence then, Gav, and then you, you made the point, is he going to win you the Super Bowl? No. He might not lose you the Super Bowl either, but he's not going to win it. He's not going to make a massive difference in terms of that. And that's what you need from your first-round pick, especially when yeah. we've got so many holes on the team at the moment. But you right. could argue he helps last year's. That's true. I mean, no one. Yeah, you're right. No one ever said the Super Bowl was won by a guard. Mm. They talk about the quarterback. Yeah, and who's his best friend? The O line. Yeah, but then there's there's talent there. It's I I think this will, and we'll probably say this a lot of the players. It's whether we want to spend pick seventeen on the tackle. Yeah, tackle that's a guard. A tackle that may or may not be a guard. (laughs) (laughs) Kess, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you say you were in or out with 17? I've gone out in the end Okay hmm. I've, I've swung you to the dark side So Mike, yeah. you can have Skoronsky for your stable of boys Yeah, yeah. when we talk around See what uh, see what side's got to say about him when we uh, catch up with him Should we move on to the next guy? Should I take the next person or someone yeah. else? Yeah. Right, right. A bit. Uh, the next sort of guy on the consensus in some cases, he's over Skoronsky, but generally just behind him is uh, one Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Now he is—he is built like a tackle, six foot six, three hundred fifteen. He's a junior. Uh, he was a starter at right guard though in twenty-one, moved to left tackle in twenty-two. But um, he is your sort of moving type athlete type, and maybe this is what you were getting at before, Mike. I mean, he—he's got elite footwork. Like you know, you can't say that. I, I literally couldn't name you what Skoronsky's elite uh, skill is. I'd say I'd say Johnson's is his footwork and, it, and his recovery. He is a bit average in some other areas, but his footwork and recovery is, is awesome. Um, so I think I think he's still a little bit of a developmental prospect, but he's got a hell of a lot of upside. Big, big, massive upside. I'd say huge ceiling. He's got nice forward power, nice burst. He looks good pulling across the formation and lead blocking. I mean, you'd expect that. If, if ever you use the word athlete to describe a tackle, that's that's kind of what you're thinking. You're thinking about him getting out into space, about pulling across, you know, being able to do things, a little bit more creativity. He's got all that. His first three steps, he gets out really quick, very little wasted motion. He's very efficient with his footwork. He's got good length. He gets nice extension with the length as well. You see some guys with good length that don't, don't use it all, but he uses it all. Um, Got good awareness. What's what's going on in the chaos around him? Reacts well to pickups. Looking to help out his guard. Blocks well in space. I think he's got a nice nice kick slide. Mirrors really well. And this is where the problems come. I don't I don't think I don't see I see the footwork as being elite. The hands aren't there yet. There's a mismatch between the footwork and the hands. I thought the handwork inconsistent. You see him do it well sometimes. 
but the technique not quite there. You, you, you see some some nice counter strikes, and you see him refit his hands deep into the rep, which I like. But you also see him very slow to get his hands up, and he initially will lose reps to to like a quick swipe or or some swim moves early on in the rep. But then he'll recover well. So it's like, is that a problem? I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like him to have. I'd like him not to lose the rep initially in college because you know he's going to be playing against bigger, stronger, faster, better trained people. You do see him use his hands separately, and he keeps them active, but they can get a bit swatty rather than like disruptive. He's just sometimes just swat, swatting at hands rather than attacking a player's chest, which is what you want to see. So he's, maybe, he's, um, maybe I'm rehashing what you've just said, but I feel like I'm saying it in a slightly different way. But when it comes to pass blocking, he's too willing to to sit back and let it happen rather than imposing his will. I mean, when you're moving backwards anyway, you can't really impose your will fully anyway. But like, he's just too willing to hand fight and try to fend guys up rather than getting his body in you know, and his weight into it. Does that make sense? Mm. He's too, he's too, he's too willing just to throw his hands out and hope that that does enough. When yeah, he's swatty. That's what he, yeah. he's like. It's quite swatty. Yeah. Uh, rather than being like, <clears throat> you know, killer instinct, just destroy the, the centre of the opponent and control him. But, I mean, he's got a nice scoop, dropped his anchor. But then I've seen it. It's like a little bit of inconsistency. I've seen his anchor fail him. See him lunge. See him get over his toes. Saw some flagrant holds. I saw him headlock someone from behind when he's beat around the edge. I mean, that's just not going to fly. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just not completely sold on his, his pass protection around the edge. For the Steelers, I think that's for their first round. That's what they want. So... You know, I'm not sure. I think I think he'd probably be better suited to a zone-based team where he can get out and you can do the stuff with him. I think he, he lacks a little bit of strength and power and a little bit of the kind of pass protection skill and a little bit of the sort of aggressive hand fighting to be what the Steelers need. You got who who really likes him? Who's who's going to say I'm wrong here? Um, I mean, I mean, I really it. like him, but I like him as a as a as a run blocker. That's that's his 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 best strength is moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, does that equate to a guy that's being touted as mid first round? Probably not. It's, it's yeah. Another guy that could play at guard. I mean, he played at guard before. Yeah, or right tackle maybe. Pr- I just pretty, don't think he's a left tackle. A pretty tall guard. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, he's a he's a run blocking tackle. I mean, he's, he's good at it. He's, I wouldn't say he's quite a a road grader, but he, he moves people. Um, it, you know, that sort of functional strength comes in when he's moving forward. Like I say he's, as a run blocker, he's great, but when it, when it comes to pass block, when it comes to pass blocking, he's, he's too willing to sit back and just let it happen. Um, like, like I say, yeah, I'm, I'm close to being out on him. Cause I, I feel like he's being touted a lot higher, but I, I don't know whether that's the consensus. I, what I'm seeing is mid first round. And I, I don't think if you towards the end, maybe day two guy, I could I'd be in. But uh, the mid first round, I couldn't I couldn't be in there. I, mean, I couldn't agree more. I th- I, is that Mike drawing breath and cutting teeth there? Yes, uh, lads, I've got a question for you. Who was the fourth ranked player on my big bar last year? Ooh, uh, don't know. When I watch tape of him, and you've you've described it to a T, right? And it's exactly how I described Charles Cross last year. Oh yeah, this mm. guy is a beast in the run game, and in the past pro, he just needs a bit of polishing. And I, I think Cross did a bit of that this year. I liked, I liked, I always liked Cross in the in the pass protection. 
I, th- I, th- I preferred I preferred crossing pass protection to to Paris Johnson. I hate to say. Mm. I don't think I don't think I have Paris Johnson up before. Like I, I was massively big on Charles uh, on Charles Cross. Yeah. But Paris Johnson for me could be OT one. Go on. To be honest with you, um, I think yeah, I, th- I think in the run game he's dominant. He, in, I agree with you, Dave. He. Whilst he might come across as a sort of passive in the pass game, I think in the run game he just comes in and and, and hits him hits him like a sledgehammer. Um one year left tackle was it right guard before as you said, Gav, but at a higher state he's playing against good competition and I thought he played exceptionally well. Um I think his movement's good, I think his length is good, his reach is good. I think his positioning and his movement is excellent. A lot of times when he creates the lane for the run game, he gets himself in so early to stop. The, I, I mentioned this before, probably about Osiris Torrance last week. He gets himself and his body in the position or it's such a way where the defender can't get through to stop the run play. And he does that both on his inside and outside shoulder. So that's run plays outside of the tackle or run plays in the uh, in the B gap. He positions himself so well to do that. I think he is still a little bit raw, not as raw as some others that we'll talk about. Um, yeah, but for me, I, he, he's going top twelve. I think. Do you think? Do you think ultimately he's best at right tackle, where he's, he's he can get involved more in that kind of run game stuff and not worry so much about protecting the blind side of his QB. Um. Well, he's not played right tackle. No, I know, but do you not think that his profile, if he can, oh, I mean, do you not think it meshes better with being a right tackle than a left tackle? I think the what do we what do we say about the argument of who's more important, left tackle or right tackle? It's sort of like gone now a little bit. It has a little bit, yeah. but I still th- I still think it's kind you of. Still true. think the left tackle is is. I, if I was building a line, I'd want my left tackle to be a better pass protector and my right tackle to be a, the run the run game guy. Maybe that's old school now. I don't know, but mm. it's yeah. still how I kind of think of it because obviously the quarterback, you know, he's got his eyes one way, so you just want that guy that's just not going to get your quarterback killed where he can't see. Mm. Although that thought or essential Will Levis earlier today wouldn't tell you otherwise. That, <laughs> that, right God, that dude's got blinkers on, man. He's like one of those those uh, shy horses. Next week, what's that? He's running at Cheltenham next week. He can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but apologies, we digress. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's massively in on Paris Johnson. I'd I'd happily see him in Steelers uniform. And seventeen. Um, yep, yep, hundred percent. I think he'll be gone. I, d- I definitely think he'll be gone. Okay. I, I I don't want to get to the point where we start doing massive like trading up. I I think this is perhaps we just let the board come to us a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he'll be gone. I, I you know I've put down as a rough idea of a grade, and and you know I, there's no maths or magic to my grade. It's it's an initial thought process, top ten. Wow. Okay. For Paris I, I think someone will like him. I just don't think he's what the Steelers need. Maybe that's just complete stupidity. And but are we going back to that? Is it Paris Johnson or is it tackle? At seventeen, I just don't. I just don't want them to take one of these guys at seventeen. So I'm out. If, if that's if that's the price tag, I'm out. Right. Yeah. He ain't, he, yeah, he ain't. He ain't getting past. Right. Who's Dave Ketz? 
Come on, Kes, we haven't heard much from you. Yeah, I think I'm slightly higher on Johnson, but I don't know if that's just because I don't really see much kind of overall in the class that's getting me excited particularly, but he is, he does have a good kind of physical skill set. It's important to remember he's only 21 and had one year as a left tackle, so he is raw and he is going to learn, and I think he's got a lot of the right kind of skills and the right kind of toolkit to be able to to kind of learn. And yes, he's making mistakes and he seems to kind of win some of the reps in, in pass protection by kind of trying to get the opponent off balance and then if he gets them off balance then he sort of then pushes and sort of turns their body and, and has it ended up with some pancake sort of tackles because of that. Um does seem to have a good work ethic. He's got a lot of the the kind of seemingly intangible things. Um he was consensus all American this year as well. Um, which, which gives me some confidence. And when I'm looking round at kind of what else is there, it, I don't know if he's, it, it's certainly OT one or maybe one and a half. I think there's another guy that I'm, I'm particularly excited about. Okay. Um, you're up next then. In, in this, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd go in because I can see how he could develop into be a really good tackle. And if he doesn't, make it a tackle then you've got a damn good guard and then you go and get a tackle again next year it just depends on how the board falls and given the the number of QBs that are going to come off the board and then the number of edge players and kind of some of the defensive talent that's going to come off the board as well and, and again cornerbacks you could maybe see an argument that he could slip to 17 and if he does I, I don't think that no, I think nine times out of ten he'll be gone, but I think if it's that one time when he is there, it'd be it'd be interesting. It'd be tough to to say no to. I think. So you're Equally, in, in at seventeen yeah. then. Okay. Yes, okay, based on the tape. All right. What were you gonna say? Equally. No, Equally. That, that was pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, I mean, Dave. Um, at seventeen, I'd be out. Proposed Wow. Me and Dave being harsh critics this year. I know this is this is such an interesting conversation. It really is. Sorry to rain on your parade of Paris Johnson, love. Yeah. Uh, just not. I mean, it. yeah, that's thirty-two. Yeah, sign me up. But you're telling oh, yeah. me he's not going to get there. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm willing to bet a kebab. All right. Well, no, you're probably right. I think someone will take him. Uh, I said, catch you up next, but you went first, didn't you? With. Uh, yes. Yes, Karonsky. So who wants to go next? I'll uh, I'll go next with my red star. Ooh. That's right. Do, do we have a sound drop? Well, let's say his name first. Oh, God, I've made <laughs> that mistake before. I'll go with Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Red Star! 6'4", uh, 3'10", so he's, so he's a guard, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, but, man, he's, he's a people mover. He's, he's raw. Don't get me wrong. He's raw. He's, I mean... I've got, I wrote down that he, he played uh, 22 games in his career, but I've seen someone who's played 19. I don't know who's right. Um, but he's a, he's a great athlete, very much a you know a guy that you think a guy of that size should not be moving this fluidly and quickly. Um, when you, you've seen him being you know being a, a, a pulling tackle or moving up to the second level, he's just so quick there and with. Violent hands, finishes his blocks, gets gets nasty. I like I like seeing that in a, in a tackle. Just getting 
real nasty and putting guys on the on the back, you know. Was that a sound drop I heard? Or was that no, someone? it wasn't me. I don't know. Someone's ringtone that's sneaking yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really aggressive at the point of attack. Um, think of any sacks in uh, in 2022. Um, reading about what you will, but I just love how athletic he is, uh, despite his two inches lack of height. Um, that shouldn't make him a tackle. But I think I think he's. He, he does fall into the the tackle range because because of his, his athletic ability and his he's he's so balanced on run and pass protection, but he's just raw. So I'm I'm seeing him in going late day one on some people's. Um, some are putting day two, but I really like this guy. I think he's got a high ceiling. Um, high floor sort of guy who's who's got all the athletic ability and talent to do it. He just needs putting together and being in an NFL system for a year or so. But is he a guy? I mean, do the Steelers want a guy that's plug and play straight away, or do they want a guy who's going to develop a little bit over time? It does done more. Is done more going to hold the the fort long enough to to let him develop behind him? I don't know, but um. I'm really excited about Broderick Jones. I think he he's got the he's got that dog in him. Definitely. You know? Yeah. He's a dog. Yeah. Dog. Absolutely. Uh yeah, he's he's actually consensus pick seventeen. So okay. this is this could be the guy, according to the consensus board right now. Um he's he's pretty good pass protector, I think. I think like size, yeah. length, got some burst. Yeah. Double double championship run. He was I mean he started four games in twenty in twenty one, but that was the um that was the championship playoffs. And then starts all the way through twenty two for another championship. So you, you want guys that have experienced winning, being part of a winning locker room, so that's that's a big plus. Uh, he's not that experienced or polished, but the, the upside is there. And he's he's a he's a college basketball player for Georgia as well. And he, he moves like it, right? He's got that yeah. kind of agility yeah. and awareness. Um, I think I think basketball's helped his reactions and yeah, just his his sort of space play. Uh, it's really it's really really nice to see it. I like his footwork; he keeps his feet smooth. He's disciplined. Um, I mean, there's there's some problems, right? You, you don't see amazing dreg uh, dreg live. I did a, uh, a, a graft <laughs> trade from uh, Mike last week. Uh, don't see amazing leg drive in the run. Um, once he's kind of engaged, he's stopped, which is which is annoying because he's got he's got size, but he kind of lacks the power that through the bottom half that you want to see. You'd like to see more strike, better extension when he's committing. Mm-hmm. Does get over his toes, can lurch a bit. Sometimes his anchor isn't perfect, and I th- funny enough, he plays with more aggression in pass protection than does does in run blocking. Um, but I kind of like that. You know, but I, I do wonder if he'd suit a zone scheme better than a Steelers power scheme. Um, or I think he's going to need a hell of a good guard inside, whichever side he's on, just just to generate that push in the run that he's not going to be getting. But, you know, I think you get him in the weight room, doing some squats, get him on the blocking sled, you build out his frame. Uh, I, I, I really like him as a prospect, and I think he'll benefit from being in the pros a couple of years. So he's kind of developmental, but I really like him. I was very close to red-starring him as well, Dave. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think I can, just because of, I don't think he's a perfect fit. But I really like him, and I'm, I'm in on him. I'm definitely in on him. 
Like yeah. I, I can just about see them. Like I said, I don't really want them to take any of these tackles in the first round. But if they, t- if he is the pick, okay, I'm all right with it. He, he's the one I'd be happiest with out of Scrancy, Johnson, and Jones. I'd be, I'd be the happiest out of the three if, if he was to be the, be the guy. You know. Yeah. I think, I think the thing I got excited about the most. It's weird to say that footwork is the thing to get excited about the most, but like he, he's such a. But I mean, there's times when his mechanics do, and his footwork does break down a little bit. But there's there's so many instances of guys trying to move around the outside of him, and he just gets the hand his hand on the chest and moves around them just so smoothly to keep square, so they can't get past him. Whereas you see other guys sort of trying to be more physical to. I don't know. I don't know how you describe it to, to physically move them, whereas he's just putting his hand out and just moving his feet to keep him position. Mm. You know, it, it's that's that really impressed me that he's not just relying on physical strength. He's he's got the agility, particularly lateral agility, to mm. just keep between. There's no way you get into the QB because I'm I'm in the way. <laughs> I'm yeah. always in the way. Oh, he's definitely a hand technician. You know, that, I think that's something that I maybe put too a little bit too much weighting in, but I love it. I love how he he like will attack the chest with one hand while he's fighting arms with the other. He's not doing that swatting thing. He's being, like, direct, like, yeah. trying to, like, destroy someone's structure. He plays with a little bit of violence in his hand, and he, he's always looking to, like, he'll look to... I've seen him head slap. You don't often see a tackle get away with a head slap, but I, I see he's, <laughs> like, he'll swipe someone and slap them up the side of the head before engaging the chest with, like, amazing grip strength. So th- that, that element of his game I really enjoyed. That it's that kind of stuff that I thought was missing from Skoronsky's tape. Just something that makes you draw breath, you know. Something that makes you go, "Wow, that's exciting." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some exciting players with this guy. Yeah, he can get quite low and surprisingly low for his size. Um, I think equally, that has pros and cons. Sometimes he kind of gives up too much leverage to defenders. Um, there is it, when he can sort of go in. For a play, he has a tendency to duck his head down when expecting contact. Mm, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I tried to look at it and go, is this just one off? But it just seems to be quite a trend. And I just can't help but feel, but with like a quick inside move and then an outside counter or a quick kind of, you know, if he's expecting more pressure and then it's a speed rush or a pull, I think he could be potentially sort of out of balance, which I think could cause him to lose. Um, reps and it, it kind of had quite a mixed bag against um, I watched the Ojolari tape against him because obviously he's quite a good um, a good kind of rusher that, that's got a good skill set to kind of uh, sort of mark him against essentially and he lost a couple of reps when he didn't quite anchor correctly um, there was a kind of strong left hand push that kind of moved him backwards but he was able to block shed towards the end of the rep and sort of just buy the QB enough time to be able to escape the pocket, essentially. Um, he did face two defenders at once versus Tennessee. Um, there were kind of two guys coming at him, and he had a hand sort of separately on both guys. And wasn't completely out-muscled. He was getting probably what I call like pass protection against one and a half of the two guys. But he did buy Stetson Bennett enough time to escape the pocket again. So the way I'm kind of looking at him is, yes, he's a little bit raw still and there's a couple of kind of technical things, but ultimately I agree with a lot of what Dave said in terms of I wouldn't mind at all if we if we ended up with this guy at 17. Um, just depends on, again, how the board falls. I think that's such a big a big kind of question mark with, with this draft. There's, there's a lot of different 
kind of potential avenues that we could go down to get to one of these guys. But uh, yeah, he's definitely got enough. Um, the fact he's SEC proven as well is a big thing for me in the kind of the physicality. I really like that in terms of the SEC. Um, dealt well against Oregon, dealt well against Tennessee. Um, and as I say, did well against B.J. Ojolari as well. So there's enough there for me. So you're, saying you're definitely in, right? Yeah, I'd be in. Uh, oh. uh, for the first line I wrote, I said he does not look the weight that Georgia claim. He is 310. He looks like a big tight end. Mm. Um, you're, you're absolutely right, lads. He's robbed. Jesus, he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a better McCoy Beckton. Someone whose athleticism explodes, but technically he's not there yet. Mm. And given the fact that he's only played a season in a bit, you can deal with that. It's just whether or not we want to deal with that. Do we want to deal with the hyper-athletic but raw OT? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, look how long it's taken Jacks to get good or to get to be passable. Mm. It's taken him a time. And he, he, his, his calling card is athleticism, right? So this is this would be drafting in the same mould as Chucks in a way. Let's not forget, Chucks, who's got his measurables here, 6'6", 320, right? He is like proto-size. So, you know, this guy's 6'4", 315 is his max. So he's smaller than Chucks. Is that... Chucks his weight now or when he was... No, that was his draft weight. That was his draft weight, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dan Moore, 6'5", 3'11". Kelvin Beecham was small, 6'3", 308". Big Al, Al Villaweva was a freak, 6'9", 320". Gerald Hawkins, 6'6", 305". So, you know, the, we're looking at... There's, you know, Paris Johnson was 6'6", but the, these other two guys at 6'4", are, you know, shorter... You know, I mean, he's got decent length, Jones, so he can kind of compensate. So is it a problem? Maybe it will help him. It will keep him, you know, he gets low, like you said, Kets, you know. So mm. maybe it's not such a bad thing if he's got the good length and the, the good movement skills. Maybe it's not a problem, his height. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, he's a talent. Uh, and like I said, the athleticism there, the length is there. Gav, I wasn't as enamoured with his handwork. I think the strength is there. I just think the accuracy and the placement needs to improve a little bit. Sometimes I felt like he threw them in a bit wild um, and not really nailed in on exactly where where he needed to put his hand placement on. But I think the strength is there. Uh, he, he's he's an absolute beast, an absolute unit of a player. Mm. You're now going to say to me that, you know, do I think, am I in or am I not? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll say I'm in. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I, I don't think he'll get. I don't think he'll get to seventeen. Uh, I'm just conscious of of of. You know, we we, we want to be in a window, perhaps not next season, but definitely the season after, where we want to be in a window of take advantage of the fact that we've got a rookie quarterback on a cheap deal. Yeah. Yeah. And is drafting with the with seventeen pick a tackle who's probably going to need two years. You know, I was looking at the uh, the NFL.com report and their player comparisons, Andrew Thomas, and he had an awful first year, year and a bit. Oh, and yeah, now he looks super. Now he looks incredible. Pro Bowler, probably the works, but it just it take. I mean, it's a position that takes two years. Uh, Thomas Thomas was a far more 
polished prospect than Broderick Jones, I thought. I thought Thomas was, was, was touted as being pro-ready at the time. Mm. Where was he drafted? Fort? Something like that. Yeah, yeah Fort. So, I, I, I think it, there's, the rawness would, would, would concern me a little bit. But he, he, if he nails stuff down, he's going to be a superstar. Because yeah. he's already got so much positives in the locker already. Just needs to get down to some serious coaching. Like if he if he went to a team that had a solid, you know, can you imagine if we'd taken him a few years ago with Mike Munchak? God, yeah. Sure. Sign, sign him up. Sign him up now. Does he have the highest ceiling of any of these guys? Possibly with his movement. That that's elite. Yeah. His movement is elite. <clears throat> that's special. Yeah. Yeah. So he he becomes he yeah he becomes he becomes a basketball player out there. It's it's crazy to see it his size and weight and how he moves. I mean that is I'm, special. I'm going to use the line I've used before, and I'm going to compare him to Devonta Smith, and he can tie his shoelaces standing up. <laughs> this boy, this boy is long. Mm-hmm. Don't cut that line out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, should we move on to the next dude? Are you in or out, Gav? Uh, I was, I was in. I'm kind of like, I don't want them to go with this guy at 17, but if they do, I wouldn't hate it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Begrudgingly in. I'm begrudgingly in. I wouldn't make the pick myself. I'd go probably corner or somewhere else, D line. But so, gentlemen, we are begrudgingly consensus in. Indeed. Patrick Jones. Good <laughs> days. Dave, I think you're up, uh, you're up to introduce. So why don't you go ahead? That was Dave Jones. Did that oh, one Mike's turn. This is no, why we need to say. Uh, yeah, I know he's got his finger on the pulse. No, uh, Mike, Mike. Sorry, Mike. It is, yeah. Keep up, Gav. Come on. I've, I've already mentioned his name to you, lads. I've already mentioned his name on Twitter. Um, give me a red star for Darnell Roy of Tennessee. Red star! Love this guy. Absolutely love this guy. So, bit of background. Oh no, measurables. Hang on. I've got six six three three five, so somewhere in that ballpark. Six. So he's what were my figures? Six five. So he's six five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and three thirty nine. Um. So twenty twenty one, played a left tackle, played a right tackle in twenty twenty two. Technical issues. Want to see his hands getting up a little bit early? Sometimes he can be guilty of allowing the rusher into his frame to initiate the contact. So now get those hands up early. Uh, quicker as well. The technique is good when he does do that though, which is a little bit frustrating, but we can live with it. Uh, good accuracy, plows them into the chest, uses the sun the rusher, gets them off the position. That's, that's showing me one leverage and two strength. And as I mentioned, accuracy of hand placement as well. Needs to watch the head. You guys mentioned that with, with, with Jones. Sometimes he gets the head a little bit too low and loses where he is on the play. Oh, I need to move the cursor. Apologies. Rushers that try to get through him struggle because he, he angers down so well. Both, you know, locking down the feet, ankles, hips, backside. He can shut it down. He, he He's an absolute unit of a player, this guy. The base is incredibly solid. As I say, plants his feet, keeps them nice and wide, maintains that balance. Uh, probably more so because of his side... Would like to see a little bit more tidying up on the footwork. Would like to see him a little bit, uh, a bit of a glider as opposed to sort of trunging along. But if he's 
six five and a half and three thirty odd, three thirty nine, then you know we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but when he does get his feet in position, as I say, he sets the base, he locks it down. I, th- I think the the body composition, the body setup is all there, and I th- I think I spoke with the uh, Steel City Tomo, and you know he mentioned the fact that he played right tackle last year, played very well last year. He has experience playing left tackle. I'd be more than happy for us to to take him and try him out at either or to give us that little bit of versatility. If you watch the Bama game, he played excellently against Will Anderson. And we're talking about a guy who could go top five in terms of pass rusher. Uh, edge one in this class by, by Mucho's consensus. If he's getting a good game against someone like Bama, uh, we'll get, sorry, if he's getting a good game against Will, Will Anderson at Bama, then yeah, this guy's going to project well in my book. Okay. So he's your red star. That means you're in by default, but the, I'm seeing a consensus here at 42. So that would mean taking him with the 32 overall pick. That's the first of the two second round picks. Mm, I, I wouldn't have any issue with that. Um, I've seen, I mean, Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft had him going at 17. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's high, man. Mm. I mean, I like a lot of the things he said and I, I do like him. I mean, he's, he's a big dude with serious strength that moves well. And he's got like this non-stop, persistent play style that you just you just love. I like his vision. He keeps his pad lows for a six-foot-six guy. Covers ground well. <clears throat> Decent balance, I thought, and reactions. You know, you see, you see this big big guy, you're thinking, oh, he's going to have balance issues. No, he doesn't. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the the hand usage is, is non-existent. I, I didn't see any technique at all. You never see him refit his hands, never see him counter. He just kind of hangs on and tries to, you know, he's, he's, it's the same as last week. He's, he's just the toughest guy on the field every, every, every week. So he just, he just hangs on and tries to overpower you. Like just poor placement and bear hug. Um, and you don't see much extension. So is, is that going to get shown up at the next level? Is he going to get out techniqued? You know, his technique is basically just to clap his arms around the outside. It's slow. It's got to go a long way round to get there. And it ends up in a disadvantaged position. He's he's not using his hands to his advantage. And you do see him lunge, and you, I've seen him fall on his face when he was duped at the line by a speed rusher. So he's definitely not the cleanest prospect, but the size, the strength, that starter level, he looks great when he's engaged. It's just like, it's how I, I would say, like the contact bridging. Like he needs to get down to the dojo to learn how to actually... <laughs> go from not being engaged to being engaged. That's the weakest part of his game, right? Um, I mean, if, if he's got a good kick side for his size, and if he, if he didn't have that good kick, size, kick slide, he would be a liability, I think, because of the way he engages. So, I mean, <clears throat> he's, not, he's not your mobile guy. He's not going to get downfield. He's not going to pull across the, the uh, formation. You know, I think you'd rather have someone else do that. So this, this, he probably does suit the Steelers in some way in that he's just going to sit there in a power gap scheme and just be a bully. Um, I do think the risk with him, he's the kind of guy that might get made to look silly on one or two plays while being completely solid and dominant the rest of the time. But those highlight plays might haunt him. Like they might, you know, go viral on some ridiculous mistake he's made where he ends up on his face and his quarterback's getting sacked because because he's been manipulated by a smaller guy. That's my only concern with him. But I, I, I like him. I mean, 
I mean, I, I've been banging on for three years how badly the Steelers need a tackle. At 32, I guess, I guess I'm in. I guess Do I'm it. In. Yeah, I guess I'm in. The size, the size, the, you know, the violence in the run game, the anchor, the base. Yeah, okay, all right, I'll be in. And he's got a lot of experience, right? He's played a lot of games. Um, I can't, I can't disagree. Or basically, I'm echoing everything that you guys have said. Really, there's not a whole lot to to really add. Um, I guess what I'll have to say is, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I, I, I don't know. He, he's, he's a, he's a big guy, right? And there's, there's some lateral ability concerns when it comes to pulling. He, he, he seems to lumber a little bit at times, but that's sort of a minor nitpick, I suppose. Um, but maybe it's because I came off the heels of watching, um, I can't remember who it was, I watched someone else who was a little more athletic and seeing this guy sort of lumber at times sort of made me think, oh, this guy's really slow. Um, yeah, you don't want to go from watching Broderick Jones to Darren Elvery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah re- recency <laughs> bias is uh, a big thing. Um, but yeah, I, he's get, going from from my Red Star guy um in, in Broderick Jones, who's who's raw and somewhat inexperienced, to a guy who's got all the experience you'd want in a guy you're going to draft, um, is a it's a pretty big feather in his cap. So um, yeah, I, I can see why you'd why you'd red star him. Um, but I, I was trying to I'm trying to find negative things to say, because <laughs> I feel like I need to be the the black cloud over all this. Um, but I think Gav's doing that pretty well this week. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm in on uh, on Ben. All right, all right. Catch, Mike. I'm going to join you with one of those shotguns. <laughs> Red Star, bulldozer of a right tackle. I could see him working so well um, in the Steelers scheme. Um, Gav, I understand what you're saying um, with regards to. You know, he might not be able to sort of make some of the quick adjustments, but I think watching the Bama tape, like, if you can keep Will Anderson quiet, which I don't think many people did this season, um, yeah, that's, that's all I needed to see, to be honest. Um, he played this year against Anderson, Ojolari, Brian Cox, Princely. Um, he's gone up against a number of, of rushes and kept a number of them quiet, so. You know that, that's that's more than I need. Um, I Got think better every year as well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think he's he's the safest of a number of the the picks where he's, he's a little bit more plug and play. I don't think he'd have to do too much. Yes, he's going to learn whilst he, he does the job, but I wouldn't particularly have too much concern. If he's I'm there not sure. I'm not sure he's immediate starter. Sorry, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Oh? Not sure. That's what we've already got, which isn't isn't ripping up any trees. I'm, I think, I think yeah, you know, year two, absolutely. I, I I think you'd have to work him in. Yeah, it depends how complicated the offensive scheme is, I guess, with Canada. But this is a guy I'd be quite happy if his name was called, whether that be day one, day two. So I'm saying, you, saying with in, we have to go day one. Okay, you're definitely in if it's day one. You're saying. Yeah. At 17. You're taking him at 17. I'd be more happy at 32, but if he was there at 17, he'd be certainly up there in terms of the options I was looking at. Okay, I'm not taking him at 17, but I'm, I'm in at 32. 
Okay. All right, are we done with him, or do we want, do we want to talk more about the big guy? No, I'll do that if mine's happy. We'll be still my beaten heart. Now let's let's move on to the next <laughs> okay. round. So who's next? Is it uh, you, Kets? You you up first? Yeah. Uh, who's next in terms of consensus? Probably Anton Harrison, I think, out of Oklahoma. Uh, six five three fifteen. Um, I've watched a bit of tape on this guy. I watched the 2021 um, kind of Texas game, so Oklahoma or on the road at Texas. Um, some good push in the run game, gets out to the linebacker level well. Um, good blocking move in the whole way across the line. Um, secured a first and goal. Reasonable pass protection on his side of the line as well. Can't really show that for the rest of the, the Oklahoma line. I think he's very much the... The kind of the better of the, the five players when you sort of watch a bit of the tape. Got quite quick feet, um, good movement, adjusts well against speed rushers. Um, he's very active if he gets off a block. He's always looking around to see how else he can kind of positively impact the play. So I love to see that. Um, last year, there was some kind of comments that he's not really a people mover. Um, I thought that was a little bit unfair, to be honest. I think in, in certain situations he can move people, and he does get um, kind of stronger. There's, there's some inconsistencies in past pro reps, but he definitely needed to add strength going into the 2022 season. Can I just make a point here? I, I, I don't think he's a people mover, but I think he's good at the point of attack. Like he's, yeah, that, that's like a fair like, point. Yeah, like the point man, rather than the guy that's going to run a dude off the pitch. You know, he's going to. He's got the athleticism to get to the point where he needs to get, and then he's powerful when he gets there and he'll shift someone, but he's not going to push a guy 10 yards. Yeah, he's got quite a strong punch. He's got a powerful sort of upper body and arms. Um, maybe he's another one of these guys that kind of relies more on being stronger than his opponents rather than using a kind of better technique to, to beat them. Um, but he's got enough athleticism. He plays quite vertically without lowering the the kind of body under the pad too much, um, creates angles in the run game um, by driving kind of defenders kind of at an angle to where he wants them, um, which allowed running back to to run off tackle for a decent game, some of the tape that I saw. Um, I feel like he could be exposed by a spin move or a quick change in direction. Um, Also a candidate for holding penalties in the NFL if he gets beat. Um, sometimes his hand placement, he tries to be overly aggressive with the, the kind of the push or the punch. And if kind of yeah, a defender kind of anticipates that he's going to do that and, and kind of pulls him off balance, that could be, you know, a way that he, he did get beat. Um, Mike, I think we spoke about this one actually and you suggested I watched the Nebraska tape because I was quite mm-hmm. down originally on this guy. And I think the Nebraska tape was better in fairness. Um, and showed he could do it against um, kind of Big Ten opposition. Um, he was quite well recruited coming out of high school. He had the options of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Um, very much kind of leader of the locker room, certainly within the trenches. Um, all the sort of vibe scouting stuff checks out. Um, and there's videos of him working hard in the weight, weight room as well, which is obviously always good to see. So a um, bit of a mixed bag. I was originally out, I think, depending on what his consensus position, would it be about 35 to 40, something in that range? Uh, I've got it here, yeah, 35, 
I've got a projection going 28 to the Bengals, but 35 on the big board. So uh, let's just say, yeah, pick 32, would you take him? Yeah, I, I think we could be convinced at that level, depending on who else was there. So in. Yeah, I'll go in at 32. Okay. Who else likes who? Who else is in on Anton Harrison? Yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'd go in at 32 as well, for sure. Um, Kets, the reason why I mentioned that Nebraska game, and, and and for for listeners, if you get a chance to watch it, watch the play, uh, he is he essentially takes out the rusher, and is able to in a split second disengage from the rusher to annihilate a blitzer. His his ability to do that is incredible. The, the vision wow. he has, and I saw him more than one occasion with, you know, smaller linebackers or DBs, and they, you know, they must regret the decision they've made when they turn the corner and see that see that uh, Anton Harrison is disengaged and he's standing in front of them. He's eating them for lunch. Honestly, it was it was one of those plays where you you think I've got I've got to write this down. I've got to remember. The display in particular, because it's one that stands out across everything I've I've, I've seen so far. Um, I've got kept exactly what you said as well. He's not a massive people mover. He just gets in the right place at the right time. He's steady on his feet, no compromise with balance to get past pro. I think his pass pro is, is excellent, but I think he's a very astute player. I think I think he's got to work in between the temples. I'm probably a little higher on him than consensus. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking first round. I think consensus has him slightly lower. A mm. um, little bit, a little bit of work he could be done on on his on his hands. Gets a little bit flappy as I've mentioned with others before. But this guy, this guy's good. I think this guy is really, really good. I wish I had your faith, man. I really do, because I, I just... Uh, Come aboard, Gav. Come aboard. <laughs> I, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I, apart I do, from all of it. Apart from what I'm going to say next. Um, I do think he's a developmental guy. I, I like his strong upper body. He's got a thick low, lower half as well. I think he's got the, the, the room to be shaped, moulded, and to grow. You know, He's one of those guys that's got the frame. You can see it. Um, I, I, I I liked him in the run. I thought you know I thought that that was good. I don't, I don't know what the criticism is about there. I've definitely seen him got beat with a single hand to his chest, which is which is weird because he's got good length. So why, why is he getting beat with that? You think he'd have the skills? So some something some unpolished there where his hands he needs to improve. You kind of said that you know I only ever see him do the double hand strike. I want to see better placement. I want to see better leverage. And I had some questions on his footwork. Like I see him shuffle and take little half steps and, and doesn't get that far into his set before he seems to panic and open to the defender and leave the inside open. And I've seen him be a little bit slow to the snap. Maybe that's just road noise or whatever. And I don't see amazing leg drive. Uh, leg drive. I've done it again. Um, and I think he doesn't have that like sustained power after initial contact. You know, some some of those players they come back with like we talked about it last week. You know, it's like uh, the arm wrestle battle where you do the initial like I'm going to give you power, and then it's often the person that comes back with the second drive that will win. Didn't see that second drive there sometimes. So uh, what are we saying? Pick thirty two. I'm out. Sorry. Oh. Oh. 
I feel like me and you gather the the dark cloud yeah. over most of these guys right now. The doom-mongers. I I agree with you. I I, I get what what Mike's saying that he, he he can pull off a play that looks so impressive, but it's so inconsistent. <laughs> Every everything is inconsistent. It's the footwork is good. There's good instances, but it's very inconsistent. The you know his hands are good, but inconsistent. You know, and then it comes down to his effort. That is very inconsistent. There's plays where he's super aware, and like you're saying, coming off one block straight onto another. And then there's one where it looks like he's on his fag break outside the factory, kicking his heels. And he just <laughs> he's totally wandering around in space. This it can show super awareness and none at all in the space of three plays. I I, I don't get it. I don't get this guy at all. I I can't understand how up and down he can be. He must, he must have some sort of bipolar awareness condition. I don't know what it is. He's it, just up and down constantly. I mean, he's so... He can play so upright at times that if you were to bull rush the guy, I think a lot of NFL guys will be pushing him over. I mean, he spent a little bit too much time on his back for me in, in the tape I watched, doing his best turtle impression. Just sort of inconsistent constantly and it's so frustrating to see like you say you see these good plays and these great plays and then absolute stinking plays you're going what the hell are you doing man he's, he's, he's almost got his head looking up at the sky I, I, I can't get in on him at all I, someone needs to slap him around the chops and make him wake him up because he's got great size great length he's got the ideal build to be a an NFL tackle, but it just it just doesn't. It's like he's in his own little world at times. I I, I can't feel it. I mean, he, he he can play with really heavy hands and strike a guy, and then just show absolutely no functional strength on the next play. I don't get it at all. What's going What's going with Anton Harrison? Someone needs to check up on this guy. He's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing constantly through a game. So frustrating to watch. So I I. I I think the the annoyance throughout just watching a few games with tape just made me go, oh, I can't watch this guy, I'm out. You know? <laughs> you know, on third down, when they're in the stadium and, you know, the, the defence comes onto the field and everyone's making a load of noise and then you have the meter that comes up with the noise kind of, as it increases as the crowd gets louder. I feel like for this tackle class, we've all got like a frustration meter that's just <laughs> increasing as we watch yeah. each kind of player. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. And this, this wasn't a very good Oklahoma team this year. I mean, we kind of think of Oklahoma as being a kind of powerhouse, don't we? But they were pretty bad. And one of the games, I think I saw the score that, hit, that I was watching the tape and it got, I think it got up to like 45 to zip. And then they pulled Harrison and they put in like their, their second tackle to give him a run out. Thinking, yeah, well, maybe that kind of explains some of the inconsistency, Dave, in that he was playing on a bad team and he just was quitting. I mean, it, to, it's frustrating, to, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, to, to some extent, I feel a bit bad in the his that the the QB was getting the ball out fast a lot. So there's a lot of plays where he's not going through a full um, pass block. You know, he's, it, it's fading off halfway through, so you can't really judge that completely. So that's a little bit in his favour, but at the same time, it, it is still so frustrating to watch him. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, we got. Sorry, I'm, yeah, uh, Dave. So you're out as well, right? I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Go on, Mike. Do you want to come back with uh, defend your hero? 
Oh. Proof of being the pudding, boys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, that's strong. Like that. Fair dues. Fair dues. Uh, who's next? Is it me? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, go ahead. I'll just say yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's a guy that we should have talked about last week. <laughs> because Chris Collinsworth. Here's Chris. <laughs> here's Chris. Um, we should have talked about this guy last week. And, I mean, do correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I asked Simon specifically, should we talk about this guy this week or next week? And the answer was this week. And that, that was wrong because if he was... Oh, we're to- okay, I'll let go. We're talking about Cody Moore. Is it Moore? Malk. Uh, Malk. Is it Malk or Moore? Malk. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard Malk. Moore. Okay. With as it's, much phlegm as you can gather. It's Malk. spelt Malk. I'd like to see him say his name with those, with those missing front teeth and how much he spits all over you when he says it. Moore. Moore. Um, out of ND like. State, the dude is a complete wild man, and. I think if he if we talked about him last week in the interior O line, I would have red starred him as what should have been the Steelers centre. Now I'm in a tricky position that I've already red starred Andrew Voorhees. I don't want to take that away from him. I'm not going to red star this guy as a tackle because I don't think he is a tackle. So he's sort of slipping into the, the nether regions of, of the draft, like the, falling in, in between the cracks in the sofa with your chewing gum and your two PPs and, a, and a, an old TV remote. This dude is the most exciting centre prospect I've seen in a long time. Like, this guy can move. He, he, his motor is like Detroit, uh, like Ford Motor Company are looking for inspiration. They just need to look at this guy. He's such a plus in the run game, man. That he, I mean, he's a former tight end. He moves like it. He just gets, he's got like no front teeth, long hair. He just gets downhill in a hurry. And the dude can just block up and seal. He's like the the best finisher out of all of these O-line people I've watched. Like the, the guards, the centers, the tackles. He's the finisher. So... I'm really excited about this guy. I'm going to follow this guy's career. You know, I'd seen the hype. You'd seen, you'd seen the missing teeth. You'd heard the fact that he's graduated with agricultural engineering degree. And I put on the tape expecting to see a kind of freak show. And I wasn't disappointed. This is fun, man. This is what I'm, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for Cody Mulch, right? <laughs> Decent click side. You, you see him working his hands inside after he strikes. He's a bit of a technician. He's not just a wild man. He's got good upper body strength, decent base, good leg drive. He's got serious push in the run game. Serious push. for You know, he's, he's 6'6", 303, so he could do with a little bit of extra heft, but unless you keep him at centre. If you keep him at centre, this is the guy. This, this is Marquise Pouncey in a white man's body with long hair and no front teeth. He, he I mean, yeah, all right. In pass protection, completely untested because the North Dakota State offense is, is like 80, 20, power run split and playing you know they're dominating in that FBS level they've won it three years in a row so they're playing they're they're a better squad with better facilities that are playing weaker opposition so they're going to dominate so it's a hard evaluation you're talking Christian Watson you're talking Trey Lance these guys are hard to evaluate because of the school they've come from but I think I think Malk is going to get there I wish the Steelers would take this guy and put him at centre not tackle, so he should have been on a different show. Where's the consensus? Where is he? Hang on. He's, well, he's, you see, even on the consensus board, he's listed, listed as a guard at 53. So what the Steelers have 
They have uh, 53. They have 49. Yeah, I'm in. I'm well in on that. Uh, give, give, me, give me at 49, 100%. Gab, yeah, where's your... Has he, he's never played centre. No. Yeah. Did he play centre <laughs> in the senior bowl? He might have done. He certainly... <laughs> he certainly I don't care, man. He, he looks like a centre. He looks like a downhill move centre to me. He did like play snaps at centre in the practices. I don't know if he played in the actual game. I think he's played guard in college and he's played some mm. snaps at centre in the senior bowl sort of practices. If it was me, if I was coaching, I'd put him at centre. He looks exactly like what I want at centre. He's gonna, a dude that's got the hustle. He's going to snap the ball and just hustle the hell downfield, grab a guy and spin him sideways and get his hair all over him. I mean, if, that's uh, if, perfect. If, if the Steelers did take him, his first photo opportunity must be with a photo of Jack Lambert yeah. circa 1976. Yeah. yeah. I, I, on my nose, I put a face only a mother could love. Uh, that's harsh, man. Okay, teeth only a mother. Or <laughs> lack, 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 lack thereof. Uh, Thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know you what can't, I you, can't you just see him like struggling with a bit of like with a combine harvester or something? I mean, that's what he, you know, the, the ag- agricultural engineering degree is just so perfect for him. You see if he him? releases a country album, I'm buying it and seeing him live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to have a John Deere t shirt on. He's going to have like some kind yeah. of straw sticking out his mouth. Yeah, I can totally see uh, that. Denim, denim dungarees. Yeah, a feed hat, you know, from a feed store. Yeah. I, I, we, I, can, we, I can entirely see him as a centre. I mean, he's got tiny little T-Rex arms. It, it's, he's not a tackle. He, he's nowhere near... I mean, it's a bit embarrassing we're talking about him in the, in the tackle group, in quite in all honesty, but it, he, he's, he's here. But, um, like you say, he, he just, it's, he's fun to watch, but he's, he's so lean and muscular with, and got no front teeth. But that... It, you know, you don't look at the fireplace when you're... No, no. Um, you get, <laughs> Depends. Pardon? Depends. He, um, he, 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 he's guilty of getting overpowered by a bigger a bigger guy. When If, if, if he was to be bull rushed, he's, he gets overpowered um, at times. The anchor fails. Um, I think that's just down to him lacking the... lacking the weight, but the, the, the functional strength is there and the, the willingness and the the, the moral ability. It's not even willingness. What is it? It's like uh, I don't know what you refer extreme to rage. Yeah, like you play God of War and you get like you build up your rage bar and you press those buttons and suddenly you go absolutely tonto. That's how he plays, right? Yeah, yeah. But it, it's that, that's that's the going going forward, right? That's that's if he was you know when it comes to pass blocking, I don't know. But when it comes to run blocking, he, he's he's mauling guys and making them look making them look silly. Um. I, I I can't not be in on him, but he's <laughs> oh, not a tackle. I know that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. We should have talked about him last week, and he would have been all of our red stars, I'm sure. So yeah. you, I'm going to say in, and you're going to say in as guard, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gone from 221 pounds to 305 pounds. Is that his maximum weight? Is he going to get bigger? Can we make I mean, him he's bigger? Six, six. He's tall. But he's he's kind of surprisingly lean, isn't he? Like he athletic. hasn't got the frame yeah. to to yeah. build on. Where's where's where are you going to put that weight? I mean. I, I, I didn't really feel comfortable writing about him in pass protection because it just weren't enough reps for me to yeah. really know if he's any there's good any, at it or not. There's yeah. hardly any on the on the tape. It's all it's all run blocking, which which he's he's great at. He excels at that. That's what that's what he does, and he's brilliant at it. But can you imagine if this guy was your tackle eligible? I mean yeah. that that 
that is like winning the Super Bowl. This guy suddenly becomes a weapon. You know how like Juszczyk has like, you know, reinvigorated the fullback position for the 49ers. You could bring this guy in and make him your, you know, sixth O-lineman and just, cause he was a former tight end, right? I reckon he'd yeah. probably catch the ball. You could draw up some stuff with this guy. An yeah. offense. I think he's a good move for you. Even with all that weight put on from when he was a tight end, it's like he's kept the ability to move around the field mm-hmm. adequately. For a, for a guy that size. Yeah, he's got the tight end athleticism. And not only that, he's got the tight end knowledge base, having played that position. A lot of the time, in terms of some of his interviews, they were, they were kind of talking to him about how he plays. He's kind of like calling out, and this is probably why he'd make a really good centre. He's calling out coverages. He's calling out kind of what he's seeing in front of him because he understands, because he's been a tight end, how to attack sort of holes in zone coverage, things like that. He's pointing that out to his guys on the line when he's kind of doing the snap. So he's got that real kind of leadership. And actually, as much as we've kind of had a little laugh and a joke about him, I think he's actually a really clever guy in terms of football intelligence from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. But yeah, God knows what, what position you put him in, but yeah, in all day. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's in the, the 4% of wingspan <laughs> yeah it's proper no. T-Rex arms yeah I've so got not elite big length spot. I think I need to I need to adjust that not elite length not average length yeah 4% out. Mike you in or out what are you saying in or where second round pick uh, what did I say here hang on I said I'm saying uh, 45 pick 3 yeah pick 54 is consensus so yeah third pick Yeah, the, the, the length is a concern. Is that, is that you grading him as, as a tackle there? I don't think there's a no, chance this guy plays tackle In, in my notes, I did. I've actually got to wonder whether a guard would be his true calling at the next level. Will teams be put off by his lack of length? Yeah, I, th- I, I think I think he'll he'll he's a chance to start early. I've I've got him as a second to third round. Fifties, sixties, yeah, maybe. But I, I, the length is a real issue for me. Even at guard, it's a little bit of an issue. Okay. Interesting. Dave, you're up. You're, you're first he's, out, Mike. He's uh, he's going to struggle doing his belt up, stood up with his arms <laughs> that long, never mind tying his shoes. <laughs> Can't even do his tie-up. He wouldn't have a belt. He'd have a piece of string. But um, he's going to make a fantastic centre for somebody, so I'm in. Yeah, he'd, he'd have like the uh, the timing belt off a tractor as his belt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's next, Dave? Yeah, is it you? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go with the guy who's my sleeper. Um, get him out of the way. Um, and it feels weird to have a guy who's a, a sleeper who's being quite highly uh, touted. But mm. I'm gonna go with uh, Big Thanos in Dewan Jones. Cleaned your ears up. <laughs> that was loud. Um, six foot eight, three hundred and seventy-five pounds. He's got an eight point eighty-nine inch wingspan, which is the biggest in NFL history. Dude's a pterodactyl. We've gone from guy who can't tie his do his buttons up on his polo shirt because his arms are that short to a guy who is tying the guy next to him shoes. <laughs> he can tie the whole line shoes. <laughs> he's he is huge. 
He's a he's a mega mega run blocker. He's not a he's not a left tackle, he, but he is a road grading run game impacting kind of tackle. And I can't not get excited about this guy. Just I mean, it's, it's not. It, I feel I, I feel bad now saying that he's just a run blocker. He's not. He's he's, he's definitely not the length to be a uh, NFL pass blocker. But is he's an average athlete? He's he's not um, one of these super athletic tackles. But he can move with guys, and he has a an anchor that no one is shifting. Once once he's set his feet, no one is moving this guy. Um, he got great footwork to keep his balance, which is part of that. Um, deals with spins and stunts brilliantly, but I, I, I just think it's his wingspan accounts for that. He, 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 he can't get round the guy. He, he's, <laughs> so, he's so broad and his wing, his arms are so wide that you can't spin round him. You, you, you see, I'm seeing guys spinning, almost doing a pirouette in front of him, trying to spin round him, and they've gone nowhere just because he's he's shifted and just moves, and his arms are still around him. It's um. It's incredible to to watch, but um, it, it's a total bully when it comes to to run blocking, finishes blocks, blocking guys into row Z. It's fun to watch, but I I, I don't think the Steelers got anywhere near him. I don't think he's what they're looking for, but someone who's looking for a guy like this is going to have an absolute star on their hands. Who's going to make massive holes for people to run through. <laughs> It's it's just a lot to get excited about, but I, I don't I don't think the Steelers are going to go for this sort of guy. I think this is the guy at thirty two, man. That's why he's my really red stop. Yeah, he's like his size, man, is so rare. Six eight, three sixties, tall and big and long, and he moves well, and he's got good knee bend for his size, like rare size. He's another basketball guy, and he moves like it. And I just think the Steelers enjoyed having Villanueva. This this tall dude at left tackle. I, I think you put this guy at right tackle, and he just becomes your force in the run game. And I think at 32, that's good value. You're getting a rare size human being. Um, it's a shame it's not the the left tackle that I was hoping for, but I think this guy makes a difference. I think this guy can push you over the edge. He's got such a strong grip, the awesome length, the strong arms. He can hold up against you know any, any anyone. In pass protection, he can just use that length just to try and long arm someone that's trying to get around the corner. And he's pretty disciplined as well. He's not just—he's not like—he's not like a Cody Moore, like a wild man. Yeah. He, you know, he'll—he'll he'll be disciplined with his—he'll squeeze down on the hip of his guard and mirrors out at the right time. See some great awareness and vision. Picks up stunts. Can absorb a hit. You know, with his mass. You know, but he can lay the wood. Definitely a physical presence. Um, you know, I'd like to see some some polish on the hand usage, but I'm giving him a pass because he's got such such amazing length. Doesn't really matter, you know. I mean, you saw that play I sent you the the where he just he just kind of punches down through arms really well. That's a move he does quite a lot. He doesn't necessarily attack the chest. He'll like push down on a guy's arms, and he's so strong. He'll in the the one rep I sent, he he, he pushes down on the kind of like lower biceps of of a rusher. And the guy is just so overwhelmed with his strength, he just falls straight into the dirt. And then, and then uh, Dewan doesn't really know what to do, so he just kind of pancakes on top of him, like a belly flop on top of him, just to keep him down. I mean, the guy must have had bruises for days. 
he can, I mean, he can he can bear hug a little bit, and he he can definitely if if you're a super technical rusher, you can get him off balance, right? I mean, he let he lets smaller dudes get under him and into his pads, but I mean that's that's no surprise, right? At six eight, he's a Hulk. Um, you know, if you're super technical, you 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 know where you're going to attack him. You know, he he gets a little bit heel clicky in his kick side. He gets a bit stiff. You worry about his range, you know, like can he can he really like cover the arc? I don't know. Um, but he's got a long first step, so you know he, he basically his his kind of like past set is is a really long first step, and then he tightens up and lots of mini steps after that. So you kind of want to get him coaching to like keep and keep in that distance, keep 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 traveling, keep moving, man. Um, but you know his mass will restrict the amount of like change of direction, lateral agility slash mobility that he's ever going to be capable of. So he is he is kind of susceptible to getting duped out and faked out at the line. Like he's just not ever going to be that guy, despite his basketball background. He's never going to be that guy that's going to be the quick twitch guy. It's just not. And, it, and he can be defeated by hands and savvy use by a defender of his size and momentum. Like you know that mass is is like the Titanic at some point. You know you you can pull him and pin him and push him. Eventually you're going to get him off balance. So he might always struggle against smaller, quicker dudes in pass protection. And and you're just going to have to accept that. And, you know, that's probably why you stick him at right tackle rather than left. But, I mean, he's going to be such a plus in the run game. And, and you know, he's good against, against power in pass protection. He's got that locked down. So you're just going to have to compensate for the fact that he might get done by smaller and quicker dudes but yeah like, I love him like, like you said Dave it's exciting and, and there wasn't much excitement in this class apart from Cody Marr who's not a tackle so I got excited about the one the one Jones Ohio State the other the other Ohio State tackle by the way yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's right so the, the, the only two negatives I got written about is average average athlete and his feet stop moving yeah he, he's like you say the, the speed versus speed rush is going to be a a concern. I think there's going to be speedy guys that are going to maybe look, maybe make him look a little bit silly. But um, but yeah, you, you're not going through him. Put it that way. <laughs> you definitely got to go around him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a long way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dave, you're in. Who's who's uh who else is in? Mm. Mm. I I have missed day two. Which mm-hmm. I think is fair. Mm-hmm. I think that is fair, and I think that's the ideal range for him. Mm-hmm. I can't get over the the, the size of him. He is, he's just a, a tank of a man. He could you can you imagine him playing for someone like Tennessee with you know a uh, a counterplay to the left or to the right, the relevant. With him followed by Derek Henry running behind them, you would. <laughs> that might be the only time you can't see Derek Henry behind a player, because yeah. because Dwan Jones is so big. If I actually one second, I'm just gonna open my window. Dwan Jones is presumably in Indianapolis at the minute of the combine. If I lean in my window, I can actually give him a fist bump. Yeah, that's just the sheer size of his wingspan. Yeah, this, this guy is, is is a mammoth. Uh, frustratingly, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to say now that the Ravens will draft him in day two and the media will report that the Ravens have won the draft again this year. Uh, I'll, I'll timestamp that. 
and see, <laughs> and see what happens because he's the sort of guy that has so much of the measurables that whoever takes him is going to be is going to be touted as having this the second coming. Um, I mean, he's going to be a guy on this team that everyone goes, oh, and we've got this massive big guy. Check him out, and everyone's going to watch him. He's going to be mm-hmm. like a notable O liner because of his size, right? Yeah. Oh, you can't miss him either. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd, I'd say I'm in at the the later second or third round. I'm seeing a lot of like late day one knocking about, but I don't know. I, I, I think technically, or some, well, his technical ability and his movement, I have a little bit of an issue with that. So, so the uh, consensus board is saying 41 at the moment, which is putting him at the above the, the third pick. So it's pick 32 or bust, basically. That's the cutoff here. No, I'd, I'd, I'd rather him with the third pick that we have. So you're saying out at pick 32? I'll, yeah, I'll see out at 32. Okay. Guess. What was this guy's measurables again, just to compare him to somebody? Uh, well, six yeah. foot eight, three yeah. seven five. Between, yeah, 6'8", between 360 and 375, his weight's fluctuated. Okay. I was just, when you started talking about the Ravens, uh, Mike, I was just comparing him to Falele from last year, because I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, if you've got Falele one side and then uh, Dewan Jones on the other, you may as well just uh, sign some speed rushers, because there's no point having a power rusher against those two. Know, so, yeah. uh be ridiculous. One, it would uh, surprise me if the Ravens get him. On TJ Watt might have a few words to say. Yeah, but he's got that, that kind of rare combination, isn't he? But yeah, you'd, you'd need him to be playing out of his skin every week to, uh, to sort of compensate for that. Um, I'll be honest, gents, I haven't watched him in depth. He was the next name on the list that I didn't quite get around to. And I was just watching a bit of Ohio State O-line tape while we were talking and how I didn't sort of particularly notice him the other side of the line when I was looking at Paris mm. Johnson is, uh, is a bit ridiculous. So. Hold my hands so, up and, and say I've not properly watched him, but from what I can see, you know, seven minutes or so of Iowa, Iowa defense tape is just ridiculous, and I can see why you've you've red starred him and sleeped him. Question marks over Ketz's vision and awareness. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Missed the six foot eight guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, are we putting a dash there for you? Yes, I'll have a dash. Okay. I'll ultimately be in, but I'll be a dash officially. No, no, I appreciate your. Uh, you know, your, uh, what's it, fastidiousness, not just going in or out because you feel like you should, but because you haven't watched enough tape, you're not willing to commit. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right, who's next? Uh, Mike. Uh, me. Grant. Um, looking through the names. All right, uh, I'll take Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, measurables, 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 measurables. <laughs> six, 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 and, and lower the hips, particularly against the bull rush. He, he swallows that all day. He's absolutely fine with that. Great strength to take in that pressure. Locks his feet down. What have I written here? Looks a little funny, but can be guilty of getting lost of plays. 
and this comes across in more than one circumstance. For example, he doesn't look for rushers if he isn't one on one. Wants to, and uh, I want to would rather see more hustle from him to looking for the, you know, the or helping out a teammate if he's not got someone right in front of him. In addition, there was a couple of times where I found him wandering five yards past the line of scrimmage, which might be perfect for the Steelers because we got stung for it so often this year. Um, That's true. Would like to see him do a little bit better dissecting the delayed rushers and knowing when to release from the guy he's engaged on to move him to the second rusher. He sometimes can get a little bit blindsided when he is on his own target and fixated on that. In the run game, this guy could be as a potential be a beast. He he can move people and create serious lines. Again, a lot of that is based on what I said earlier about the core strength. Has experience to ask. He's been asked to to pull out of the tackle position across the other side of the line. So he's clearly got a level level of athleticism to be able to do that. While the athleticism's there, I think he loses a little bit of balance when it comes to, to bendy rushers around the edge. So his lateral agility is an area that he's got to work on a little bit. Uh, what ends up happening then, he gets a bit handy, he gets a little bit grabby, and he'd be flagged at that all day of the week. Gav, you, was this the guy you mentioned earlier this afternoon? Yeah, I was saying. You would, you would kept an eye out on. Yeah, I, I definitely like the look of him. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do, you, do, you, do you want him to meet him start, or are you, you yeah, saying another point? Yeah, no, th- th- those are the notes I've got. He's there's definitely some positives to his play, but I also found some negatives, which I wasn't. Absolutely, and the, 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 the problem I've got is that I'm seeing him at 58 on the board, which is rich for me. I mean, this guy is is technically my. But can I be out on my sleeper? That's like a bizarre situation <laughs> because Rich's head has just exploded. Yeah, it's like what, it's like mass numbers, and it's like that gif of uh, anyway. Um, he, he's an interesting prospect. I really like how he looks. He he, he cuts a he's like proto weight build size, but there's like major lurching on tape, uh, and that's a concern. He's played 40 games at left tackle. He's been playing left tackle since before this podcast started, 2019. Uh, is that right? No, about the same time, about the same length this, this podcast has been going. This dude's been playing left tackle. So he's experienced. He's got a good drive into blocks, good punch timing. The hand work's good. Nice tight. I, I, uh, now, I've seen some reports about, you know, because what my process is, I, I watch the tape and then I read the scout reports after to see if, if I've, Got it right, basically, or if, if I agree. Lots of scout reports saying they didn't like his footwork and, and his uh, and, his, and his hand usage. I, I really like both. I, I liked his I liked his hand usage. I saw I saw him refitting. I thought he was constantly tapping and sensing with his hands, which that while that doesn't do anything for you, it makes you quick. Like you you feel with your hands before you see with your eyes. So. That that show tells me that he's he, he he will develop into a good hand fighter. He's just not quite there yet. But I thought he played with composure. I thought he played with patience. He doesn't have the arm length for a guy his build. So I think that's why he ends up lunging. And also his base can get a little bit wide and a bit sloppy with his footwork. Plays a little bit too upright. But I thought I thought in pass protection I, I loved his mirror. Like he stays. Like totally square. There's one rep 
Like he, he doesn't panic like or lunge too early in pass protection when he's not been beaten. Like he starts to lunge when someone's like challenging him through technicality. But when 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 he can mirror, he'll just I've seen him stay square all the way back until he's facing his own goal goal line. <laughs> and and like he he's rushed someone so far up and locked onto them, he's just totally you know they're they're staring at the QB's back and they've got no chance. I do wonder about his change of direction when he's in motion. I definitely see some balance issues. It's it's tricky. He's not a power guy in the run, but I, I love the athleticism. I love the the mobility. I think I think he could develop into being an absolute. Like rock solid pass protector, given given the movement skills he has, given the kick slide, but he's a bit of a projection. So I feel like he's a developmental guy that you want to take on, like end of day end of day two, really, like start of day three. If if you if you told me the Steelers could take him with their third round pick pick eighty, then I'm hell in. And that's where I think he sits. But at the moment, he's going in, in between those two picks. So it's a bit of a tricky one. I don't know what to do. He's going 58. So that means the Steelers have to take him with their second their, their, their second of their second round picks, pick 49. I'm not sure that's a value there. I, I think he's more developmental rather than starter ready. So I don't know. I'm a bit lost here. I've written something very similar, Gav. I've wrote, second round value, not really deep enough to be a sleeper, but I'd be happy if this was Pittsburgh's third round guy. Consensus yeah. 73, question mark, all day, yes, sir. Um, and this guy is my sleeper mm. as well, actually. Oh, there you go. So what's the sort of Hutchinson, Ajabo, Michigan tape from last year? Um, uh, and Duncan did really well against them, to be honest. Powerful control, first step, drop, neutralizing Ajabo, even putting him off balance at one point. Um, vision was really good, picked up a kind of corner blitz that he must have only seen from his peripheral vision. And he sort of turned and and got enough contact on the guy to, to move him off balance. Um Ohio State tape this year was less convincing, and I think his senior stats don't make great reading. So in 724 snaps, he allowed 16 QB hurries, 4 QB hits, and 7 sacks whilst playing at left tackle. So that's a bit of a concern. But he does have that sort of... That mirroring is beautiful, as you said, Gav. Um, He's aggressive at the point of contact. He absorbs pressure well, manhandles an opponent. Um, he, he's got enough uh, kind of enough things about his game that I like it. And for a third round pick, I think like he'd be a good kind of guy that could come in, learn. Maybe not from the likes of, of Chucks and Dan Moore, but he could learn with the right coaching. If we were to get um, kind of the right people in to to build, I could see how he could develop into a really nice tackle over sort of the next three, four, five years. Absolutely. I mean, you see the just the composure and the patience. I, I really appreciate that. He just looks, he just looks like a professional already in in some of the things he does. I'll yeah. That so yeah, third round pick in all day. Okay. So who's uh, Mike? Come on, tell us why we're wrong. Well. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's failed. Oh. We win. 
I, where did you say consensus was, Kev? Well, this is the sticking point. He's a bit higher on the consensus. 58. Yeah, I'm not that high on him. No, I'm not. That's so if we put the correct consensus grade on it, which we're saying is, is a third round pick, I feel like we're all relatively comfortable at that value. Some Absolutely. Of might, some of us might have put fourth round. Ooh. But that's much of a muchness. Don't give me that. Well, I, I was convinced he was a sleeper, and then I was, I'm seeing he's the eighth tackle in a, on the consensus board. So that we, I don't know if that rules him out. I mean, I, I feel bad about Rich because Rich, you know, we we guilted into him removing his sleeper sleeper tag from uh, Devon A chain, and then uh, Mel Kuyper's got my sleeper as his number two back overall in uh, <laughs> McBride. So you know, I didn't have a leg to stand on. So sorry, Rich. But it just shows, you know, this is the perils of doing it pretty early, yeah. really, before the boards were all set. But um, go on, tell us what you thought about Duncan, Mike. I did. I mean, Dave, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I shouldn't be host. Uh, sorry, he's laughing in his hospital bed. Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched enough of Jalen Duncan to have a, a fully formed opinion. I only sort of watched a bit of tape after you mentioned him, Gav. Um, but yeah, like, I, at, at the position that you guys are saying to to take him, I, I, I couldn't get on board with that. Later on, yeah, there the just seems to be too much development than it's needed. Um, but like I say, at the same time, I can't make a full opinion because I've probably watched all the about five minutes of tape of the guy. So. Fair days. Yeah, it's, it seems like he's like a sleeper that's suddenly no longer a sleeper. Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider is he's playing for Maryland, and we know the history there with uh, mm-hmm. with, with Tomlin and the Steelers. So there, there may be a connection. They'll know him, that's for certain, yeah. whether they like him or not. Yeah. But, um, maybe, maybe this is a guy that if he falls, they do come back to. Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe, Michael, you'll get your, your fourth round wish. Yeah. Is, is he only 52 because there's not that many tackles this year? Or there's not that real kind of quality? Yeah. Is that why he's so high up? Because tackle's a premium position. Is he kind of there just because he plays a premium position and he's I think, uh, yeah, one I of think the top it, 10? Kind of I also think he, he uh, from what I've read, he was recruited quite highly. So he was, he's got that kind of like, you know, uh, pedigree about him in, in a lot of uh, scouts and recruiters' eyes. So... That, that you know that 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 sticks around, doesn't it? Even even if the play doesn't quite match up or the development doesn't match up, he's still seen as a sort of blue blood. So, uh, Mike, were you in or out? Sorry, I didn't record it. Um, I'll say I'm out. Okay, and uh, Dave. Uh, I'll I'll be I'll be in, but um, like I say it's not a fully formed opinion, but I'd be in. Sure. Okay. Uh, who's next? Uh, I think it's back round to me again. Okay. And this is my last guy that I looked at. Um, Matthew Bergeron, Syracuse, 6'5", 3'22". Is that right? I'm doubting That's myself. That's exactly what I've got, yeah. Amazing, good. Well, that was good. I was doubting myself as I was reading that out. Um, so, again, he's had quite a good level of experience. He had 39 starts at offensive tackle. Um, he was the right tackle during sort of the last half of 2019 onwards and then moved to left tackle during the 2020 season, and then played all of 21 and all of 22 um, at left tackle. 
only penalised three times this year and allowed five sacks in just sort of 690 snaps. So that's pretty good in terms of overall production, I would say. Um, do you remember we talked about Sean Tucker, the running back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this guy was basically one of the reasons why he had kind of a thousand yard season. Um, really kind of athletic, um, light on his feet, effective kind of in run and pass blocking from what I saw on tape. Um, he's got kind of the, the kick speed that allows him to get deep and, and kind of drop into that sort of defending type position, um, in pass protection. Um, he's reasonably athletic, so he can deal with speed rushes as well as, as well as power rushes. He's very kind of lateral ability. Um, seems to have quite good vision in terms of like late blitzes and things like that. Um, and he was pretty effective, um, overall. I didn't really have any specific negatives on him. He, he seemed to be quite well rounded. Um, it's funny, it's funny what you said about you were doubting your own measurables because I've got, I've got written here, uh, Canadian, athletic, left tackle, with agility and movement skills, built like a guard, despite height, was expecting him to be six foot two from film. He looks shorter than he is, right? And I don't know what that is. Yeah. That, that's, I think that's why you're doubting yourself, because in your mind, he seems like a short left tackle. But six five three two two is proto size, but it's just his build's a bit weird. And I wonder if he hasn't got the length. I mean, we'll find out at the, at the combine, what is that, tomorrow? The tomorrow they get me. Uh, is it the weekend? I think no, the drills. Awesome drills are Saturday, and I think the measurables are tomorrow. But I could be wrong. But I like him to a degree, but I'm not. I'm not that in on him. I, I wasn't confident in his base and his mm. anchor. I thought he got a little bit wide. I thought he gives up his chest too much, and I didn't like his hand technique. I liked, didn't see that much upper body strength, but. I, you know, I, I definitely agree with you on the awareness and vision. I thought the burst was good. I thought his first steps were good. I thought his grip was good. And I thought, um, you know, he, 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 he's one of those guys that he'll, he'll keep his feet alive and to try and use, like, uh, leverage and alignment rather than just drop his anchor and stop. Yeah. So, you know, he's one, of, he's one of those guys. He'll just try and walk a guy away. So I, I kind of liked him, but well, let's see where the consensus is. I haven't even checked uh, I, I feel like he, his success will depend on where he gets drafted. Because if he's in one of these kind of really kind of mobile quarterbacks, really light on the feet, kind of really sort of laterally moving offensive line, I think like he'd do really well in that kind of scheme. Because if he's in a sort of a power gap scheme, then you know his lack of size could potentially cause him cause him issues. Yeah, it's a great show, great show, guys. Yeah. Although it seems weird saying lack of size when we're saying he's got prototypical measurements, but well, that's, yeah, that's it. It doesn't that's look like weird. he's the size like that he is. Yeah. Weird. So he's he's uh, 62 on the board, which would mean that he'd have to be picked with the third of the second. The, sorry, the third pick, which is the second of the second round picks at 49. I'm out at that level. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to join you, Gav. Yeah. Too rich for me. You know what? Uh, he, go on, Dave. Uh, he, he's kind of an interesting guy because, like you mentioned, he's Canadian. He was mm. all sort of his intention was to go into the the CFL as, as in the, the Canadian Football League. It's like it's basically a wider field, right? That's that's the only real difference. Wider hashes, yeah. Um, the other differences, that's the sort of the main one. Um, but he was QB play. Yeah. 
he um he, he went to like a camp a, a sort of a scouting camp I suppose at Syracuse and they, and he dominated there apparently and they fell in love with him and offered him there and then like while he was there he, like do you want to do you want to come here and he, he snapped the hand off and um they, they clearly fell in love with the guy um I mean I, I, I see why they would like him in terms of his his size. I mean, I, I don't know about the the height thing. I, he felt he felt like he was big enough to me on the on the tape. Um, no real big concerns, but he doesn't pop off the tape. He's not he's not a guy who you're going wow look at this guy. Like for a guy who they've snapped him snapped him up and he's been so so great in this camp and and. Um, <clears throat> And, and they've been so in love with this guy, it doesn't pop off the tape to me. Um, can get a bit lost in space, sort of, again, inconsistencies, like we were saying before with a few other guys. Slight of his stance on a few a few plays. Um, but that's... Man, they were towards the end of games, so maybe that was a bit of fatigue kicking in. But... Um, I don't know. It, 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 there's things to like about him in terms of his size and strength. Like it, it, if he gets hold of a guy, they're not getting away. But um, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't pop off the tape enough to to be to be in on him at that position in, in the draft. You know. So should I put you down for out? I like. I, there's things to like about him. He's just that 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 sort of capital is too too high for me. Okay. Uh, Tell you what, gents, just have a look at the. There's a video Matthew Berger on senior bowl reps, and his hand placement is abysmal. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the right decision there. Yeah. Don't see Grant. Great hand placement or technique, bit of a bear hugger. Yeah, so that would match up. Uh, Mike, what are you saying? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go in actually, mm-hmm. just based on the uh, the strong athleticism. Okay, so in uh, um, third pick, third pick. Wow, All right. I the, the the I there's fair point to be said about the hand placement. I don't know why, and this is not because I've said I'm you know in on him at red. Well, hmm, you're saying third pick, which is, I mean, I've got him more like leaning towards the third round, so, I mm, don't know, actually. Um, I don't know why I think this, but he's the guy I can imagine being picked in the top 40. I, I don't know why I think that, but I, I like the athleticism. I, I don't think he warrants being that high, hmm. but you see some shock picks in the draft in the top top 30, top 35 picks and you, you you instantly sort of take that intake of breath. For some reason Matthew Bergeron sounds like the sort of guy that's going to fall, that, that's going to happen to him. We'll see. Mm. I, I could be way off but I mean it, to me he, he, he seems like a guy that would like thrive in sort of uh, San Francisco type offense, Carl Shanahan, that kind of you know, the athletic I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's that fit for a Steelers, is he? Do you think, or are you telling me otherwise? Is he fit for Steelers? Oh, I'm saying no to that point. The the 
the strength not jumping off the tape is a bit of a concern for me as well. Again, if we're going to bring in a developmental tackle, I don't want to use too much capital. So, uh, no, do you know what? I'll, ch- I'll change mine to... It's sort of swayed you. Into, wow. Yeah. Look at the, uh, well, look, I'm sitting, the I'm persuasion sitting there techniques. With, I'm sitting there with second and third, but I keep, I keep thinking it's not the second and third pick. It's the second and third round. Yeah. Hmm. Tricky one. I, I wanted to... Uh, <clears throat> I, I like what I saw, but I wanted to like him more for the Steelers than I did. I didn't like him for the Steelers. I thought he, I thought I think he's going to be very good somewhere else, like the Ravens or Forty ers or Miami or somewhere like that, where they do some different stuff. But not for the Steelers. Consensus halt, then, gentlemen. It is. It is. Uh, I've only got one more guy, and I wasn't that jazzed about him, so I don't care if we don't talk about him. But has, has anyone else got anyone else they want to really get into? I'm all out of guys now. Mm-hmm. Um. Go on, Gav. Who, who have, you, have we? I haven't mentioned a sleeper yet because I. Oh well, yeah. So I'm gonna panic stations and pick. I, I think I've got an idea for one, but Gav, who have you got last? And I'll, I'll throw one or two final ones. The only other guy he's got a good size is uh, Blake Freeland out of the BYU. Six hmm. eight. Uh, it's a great height. A three oh five. So you know, not not got the heft to match his frame. So I think he's a bit of a developmental guy, but. You know, you, you'd love the frame. You just want to see the a bit more heft and a bit more polish. You know, you see nice first three steps are nice. You see him can do the reach block in the zone game. He's got good burst, good grip strength. Keeps his legs driving through contact. He's got good awareness inside. Decent hand strike. Uh, strike. You know, decent placement. Can refit his hands. Recovers well if he does lose the initial battle. Bit of a plus in the run game. But. You don't see like him extend. You don't want to see. You don't see him like with a jolting strike. You see him waist bend a little bit. You see him get over his toes when dealing with speed. He's a little bit of a high cut, like stiff dude with like high pad level, and you just want to see him add more strength. So I don't know. I'm kind. I'm I'm kind of in on the prospect, but don't expect him to start until like deep into his rookie deal. Is what is what, what I'm thinking. So let's see where he is on the consensus board. He's 98. Okay, 98. Hmm. That's that's the third round pick. If they haven't taken a tackle, I'm all right with that. I'm okay. So I'll say in. I'll say in on on uh, Blake Freeland. Freeland. Sorry. Did you watch him, Mike? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm way out. Way out. Yeah. Way 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 out. Um, he's he's built and has a frame for the position, but I thought he struggled with lateral movement. Stiff, very. He's he's got good awareness to get to the second level, and when he does it well, he can be a nuisance. But he's just not the most accurate, and sometimes he just runs into space, and he's he's it's it's not effective. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he's better. When he, when I say he's a people mover, he's better driving them forward than he is sort of taking the pressure on, as it were, or trying to move them side to side. You know, it's 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 everything should go forward, and that's really it. And I think that's potentially a strength issue, but also a footwork issue because he I think he struggles to cover the edge well enough. And I saw a couple of reps speed rushers really taking him to the cleaners because of that. Um, no, I'm 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 totally out of that sort of position. 
Wow. Okay. Either nice. you guys watch him or no? Nope. No, I haven't watched him now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a developmental prospect. He's not. He's not really like he's. He's going to take time. But I just think with the frame, you know, I, th- I think there's enough there that you could you could work him. You know, ideally you'd want him in the, like the fifth round. But with this tackle class, everyone's going to be going higher than they should. So I, th- I think there's enough there to work with. But I agree with you. He's nowhere near start already. So you know, any any higher than. Fourth round is is a bit of a reach. What did I say? Where where is he? Uh, ninety eight. Ninety eight. So yeah, it's kind of like they've got to take him with the third round. Could fall to them in the fourth round. Be a lot happier if he came to them in the fourth round. Mm. You know, yeah. then, then then there's no pressure on him to be a starter. Then and then he can just sit there. You know, they've they've done this before. Gerald Hawkins was a guy they brought yeah. in and never never saw any time, right? And then they went away, and then he came back and. It's that kind of prospect. It's not. It's not a, a starting level prospect, but there's potential there. The height, the frame, the long, the length. You know, just needs needs to put needs to basically learn to play the position better and yeah. put on some heft, put on some mass, and be stronger. Bulk up a bit. Yeah, yeah bulk up. So there's something there, but it's not not that enticing. Uh, anyone else got anyone, or should we just uh, move on? Because I've got a little something for us up our uh, sleeve. It's a Mike Sleeper. Oh, Mike Sleeper. Yeah, yeah Mike Sleeper. Mm. Thanks, Kets. That's why you're here. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, he hasn't decided yet. He doesn't know. No, he? no. I know I've got. I know I've got. Um, give me a Seam Richards out of North Carolina. Came prepared with the measurables, thanks to quickly typing away, you might have heard. Uh, 6 4 307. Can I say a little on the low side? Maybe. Um, rarely do you see a guy who is so clued on with what's going on around him. His awareness might be one of the best traits across the board. He is effortless at disengaging and going from one rusher to the other. It, it's, it's second nature to him. I've mentioned that a few times with a few players. and I've also mentioned over the last few weeks that there's certain skill sets of players that I really focus in on. And Gav, you know you've done the same as well. Whether it's right or wrong, it's just something that you like to see and you sort of grab onto that a little bit. And I love that out of a scene, Richards. It's, it's just, it's not only his accuracy being able to do it, his timing is just impeccable. Now, pass setting reps would like to see a bit more of improvement setting the anchor and solidifying the base when the ball rush comes in he can be a little bit guilty of taking too far of a step back um, and potentially compromising the, you know pocket integrity it's it, it's not horrific he's not sort of taking one step and step and step but it's it's just something I know is something to just be be conscious on Um he can, he has got the ability in the locker after doing that to, to reset and recover himself. It would be ideal if he could do that a little bit earlier, to be fair. Um, now, what's the issue with that? Is it a balance issue? Maybe, potentially. If he's dragged left or right, there are some balance issues I did see. Again, it's not awful, but I think it's just areas for him to tidy up on a little bit. I will say though his his positive reps are excellent. 
there are there are some players where he just stonewalls guys that come straight in front of him. It's incredible. The strength is all there. One of the last comments I made here is that if there's a pass rush that's that's straight in front of him, uh, coming to the face and haven't built up a lot of speed, you know, so it's a it's a you know it's a D end with the with the hand in the dirt that's coming straight in front of his chest without without much build up speed or without much space. He can just take that away all day. Like he, he can eat that up for 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 breakfast. I think strength is there. I think he's got a lot of technical ability in some areas, but he needs to work on some other ones as well. Hence, for the reason why he's a sleeper. Um, you know, he, he's developmental, absolutely. Is there a where would he be on the on the consensus gap? Where have you got for for Seam Richards there? Well, big shout out to you because you know some of us are coming with like sleepers that are the eighth tackle prospect. <laughs> Oh, you, no. You've gone with a guard prospect that's ranked at 213. <laughs> so that that is like major props, man. Like big onions. That uh, is uh, <laughs> guard. Okay, I need, yeah. I, need, I, need, I, need to, I need to check some stats here now. To see where, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've not seen the dude, so I've got no idea. I'm just going off this uh, mock draft database. They've the, yeah, they've got him as a guard, at, and then and there's the 213th. But um. You know, that, that's what makes you an evaluator. You're, you're saying, no, you're wrong. I appreciate that. Yeah, he's, he's a cat. He's never played guard. I've got no idea. <laughs> Don't shoot is, the messenger, man. Is it a projection, maybe? Um, 2019 is a freshman. Only they didn't play, and they played less than 50 snaps. Left tackle and right tackle. 2020, 12 games. Uh, left tackle, seven sacks. Yikes. 2021, left tackle. 2022, left tackle. Just the two sacks. So a lot of improvement. Maybe this is a, maybe it's a side thing at, at less, you know, he's less than 310 pounds. Maybe. What's it's his, just, uh, what's his uh, measurables? Is he 6'4", 307? It could be NFL guard sized. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're, maybe that's what, maybe it that's is. what they're yeah. employing. But I want to watch. Definitely, talking, is this is this going to be a stump the truck? Are you coming, or you, do do you have to dig deeper for the stump the truck guy? No, I think he, I think he was a senior bowl guy. So ah, I, okay. yeah, I think I'm not going to stump him. Yeah, he was, he was a senior no. bowl. Yeah. Um. No, I need I need to find the decaying prospect or or a player or some kicker from Ireland to uh, to get the three years on the bounce. Keep an eye out, guys. Keep an eye out. Yeah, um, it's always the best best moment of the draft when Mike pops up. <laughs> My face comes up on the screen. Yeah. The face, the face, the face shot is is the next level. That's what you need next. Stump the truck expert, Mike Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Um, I'll throw one or two. I presume everyone else is is. We're spent, done. Maybe. We're done. Yeah. I, I was just going to ask oh, you, Mike, if if you'd watched, um, and this is not me. This is still City Forty Three being. Much better of me than this. Um, Nick Saldaveri. That's uh, his sleeper. No, he is the guy from... Dominion, is it? Dominion? Oh, Dominion. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I think he's the guy who's, who, who potentially is is interior body type as well, is he? Yeah, he mentions um, could be versatile across the O line. So, well, we've got a trend going on. Like, there's no actual true tackles in this draft at all. So, <laughs> yeah. except for Dewan Jones, why would it be any different in the sleeper range? No, best no, tackle not, not in knows the minions finest. Yeah, the best tackle in this draft is a tight end. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right there, Kits. 
anyone else? You said you had some other names to throw out there, Mike, or? I'll, I'll throw one, um, who I was contemplating on whether to go down the sleeper route as well, and that's Braden Daniels out of Utah. Um, lengthy tackle, long reach uses to good effect. In the run game, he, he really jumps out of his shoes and, and can move people, really drive them forward, blows up defenders, and is, is, is devastating with the level of strength that he has. Sometimes he, gets a li- he can get into the play a little bit upright, which leads to balance issues, and then he's, he's straight into recovery mode after that, which is a little bit of a concern. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, I've seen some plays where he's, where he's incredibly low. I'm almost wondering whether he knows... He either he knows he's too low, tries to get a little bit higher, gets too high, or is it vice versa? But there's a there's a level of inconsistency there which he needs to work on. Uh, his hands are aggressive. He just needs to get them in the right place a little bit more. But when he does, it, it, it really can be devastating. Um, his aggression needs to work on a little bit. There's a little couple of plays where he went a little close to the line. Uh, he's asked the pull occasionally as well. He's decent targeting defenders doing that. Uh, his intention is to just run right through them. There's no, there's no passive with this guy. He wants to cause damage to people. Um, needs to work on setting his base a little bit more and gets a little bit heavy on the heels as well, which, as I mentioned earlier, causes a little bit of a balance issue. Um, but a guy I like with him and the same Richards, we're talking day three players, but yeah. area, areas to work on for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have issues taking a flyer in either of these guys. They have really good traits. We just need to tidy up some of the deficiencies and run from there. Like them both. The uh, NFL mock draft database has uh, Braden Daniels as a guard uh, uh, around 160. Is, it, is this going to be like a historic draft class where this there's like an echo of this through the league where there's basically tackles and when, and when this draft class becomes free agents, someone's going to get overpaid because there's just nobody. Like, there's nobody there where you, you think, oh, yeah, that's your prototypical tackle. And, it, and it's all the way through the whole class, as far as I can see. What's going on? Have, have, have they changed the estrogen in the milk? Like, what, <laughs> the hormones have changed? What's going on here? I, I no? can't say understand how... I, I don't understand how many players have been noted down as a guard considering they've never played the position. It doesn't seem Yeah, it's just a size thing, right? It's just, it's just, they just don't look like what, there's no one. I did not see a single person that looks like that classic tackle shape. I don't know what's going on. It's very strange. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as low as, as you, Gav, but. Okay. I'm, I, I hope I'm wrong, man. I'm, I hope maybe this, this, there's a change. It's a change in the way the game's cha- uh, played or something. There's something going on that you don't need these guys, these sides that we've seen for the last 20 years. But where are they? They're either hulking monsters or all these little like barrel body T-Rex dudes. Yeah, guard dudes. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, are we done? Are we done? Are we <clears throat> finished? I've got a little thing to play. And it's, it'll maybe it'll test whether Simon is listening or not. So should we, should we, should we move on to that? Yeah, if we get so, so I I I checked back. I I I spoke to Kets. I said, "What's you know, is there is there a good tackle that we can listen back to from our evaluation?" There wasn't anyone basically, no one exciting. So I thought, ah, I dip in dip into the well of of someone else, uh, another prospect that we talked about. 
So uh, let's let's go to what hear what we said about Zach Wilson. Now that's an interesting uh, evaluation. So he, here's what we said about Zach Wilson just before he was drafted. We're starting to hear buzz that uh, the second guy on the board, Zach Wilson. Some teams have him as QB one, which yeah, I, I don't. Oh oh, we've got Rich. Go on, Rich. I think Wilson has some problems with his unnecessary footwork when he drops back. He's he's quick. He slides around the pocket really well. Like, even when he's back in the shotgun, he has his right foot back. You know, for a right-handed quarterback, that's backwards. You know, right. He so he has to shuffle back into his drop, whereas most right-handed quarterbacks have the left foot backwards, so they step back into their drops. I mean, that's – and sometimes, you know, he'll he'll – I've noticed if he's getting pressured sometimes – he won't make the he won't make the best decisions. Did you watch the the Coastal Carolina game that Zach Wilson played? Um, I, I watched three different games. I don't know if that was one of them. I, it, it was a close loss. Like the, the Wilson was driving down at the end and, and didn't quite come back. But that that game really scared me. That they just uh, drew up a scheme to kind of take away because because Wilson just excels at quick release, right, and just like rollouts and and um, just a quick strike, up-tempo offense. Well, uh, Coastal Carolina just drew up this this uh, zone blitz scheme and just got into his face, and, and the accuracy just went off the... He was still making good throws and the Mahomes-type stuff and the Stafford throws and everything else he does, but you could see that there was a way to beat him. He looked, he looked shaken, making bad choices. And and I just thought, ah, oh, maybe, you know... And then I thought, oh, well, I looked into it. It was, was a sort of weaker, weaker schedule BYU played. Um, and and he, he he you look through a lot of the tape and he he, he doesn't get pressured. He's not got pressured a lot, so he did have a lot of time to. He's either, he's either getting rid of the ball very quickly or he's got time to make these great deep throws. So I, I do I do have slight questions about wh- whether he was tested to the extent that he's going to in the NFL. I want to touch on a few things about him. Um, I watched a video because I like as well as watching the game. I, I tend to like to find a video just to get to know these guys a bit better. Where they can't, you know, all these college tapes where they're in school or they're talking to, to a, an interview, or talking to a camera. Right, you get to know these guys like personally a little bit rather than just helmets on a football field. And um, I watched the one on Aww. Zach Wilson. It was made by like a BYU puff piece kind of thing. I, I don't know, man. I got a weird vibe. <laughs> it's it's almost a little too perfect all American QB star, right? I don't know if anybody else saw this, right? But like the video's got like his dad like talking about how he pushed him like almost too hard when he was a kid, and, and a lot of guys do that. That's one thing. But then the mum is there like crying about it, and uh, do you know, so, and his whole vibe and attitude, and the way that they like apparently built a jeep with his brother, which felt just entirely fake to me. I, I, do you know the feeling I got was um, you ever seen the movie Draft Day? Yeah. Do you know the whole story of that is about how there's like one QB who's destined to be the number one pick, but the the Browns guy, the uh, Kevin Costner, just gets a weird vibe about yeah. the QB. It felt like that to me. There's something off about this kid, and I went and looked into it a little bit more. Um, Walter Football's write up on on him. One of the little, almost a throwaway segment, if I hadn't thought about this, said Wilson comes from a very wealthy family, and it comes across as an entitled, selfish know-it-all. His parents are a pain to deal with too. And that, oh, was from a, that was from a year ago. Now, I'm not hearing anyone talk about this, right? It might be absolutely nothing. But I did not like this dude's vibe or personality at all. Like, almost like he was kind of... Like, football was the kind of thing that he picked up because his dad was really into it and the family was rich. And Not that being rich is a bad thing, right? It's probably great for his development, to be honest, as a kid. But I don't know, dude. 
something shook me about it. I know Gav's going to hate this, but I just had to bring no, it up. No, no, and don't, don't hate that at all, because if there's one, one position where that kind of thing is really important, is QB. You know, if he's, if he's you know, entitled and is a, is a, you know, a pain in the dressing room, if he has to take a back seat to a, a, an established starter or whatever it is, or, you know, has to do something that the team wants that he doesn't want to do, that's an issue. Yeah. How, how uh, spot on was Simon there? Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. If if he if he didn't have stone rated issues right now, he'd be ripping his lad off. I know, I'm shocked <laughs> he's not here to be uh, sounding his own trumpet. I listened <laughs> back to that and I was like, Jesus Christ, he absolutely nailed that. Like, from somewhere, I don't know where he got that from. Where did he get that from? Just like some video or something, but he, that, this is, this is, I think that's why we're relatively decent at this is because we come from different angles and he, he got that, that aspect of Zach Wilson 100% correct. Yeah, absolutely nailed that. Good man, so. Even mentioned his mum. Like, you know, what, what everything, all the stuff that came out about the cougarism and everything, he even kind of got that right, like, without not knowing that he'd got it right. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope, you, hope you're uh, in your hospital bed. Giving yourself some pats on the back there. Great, so. great find, Laka. Thanks, because yeah. our, our so takes on Worths and Wills weren't that interesting. We kind of, it's interesting listening back to the tackle show we did three years ago. You realise we were way more focused on Steelers' needs, so we we didn't even really talk about the, the top four prospects because we didn't have a first round pick. So mm-hmm. it was just like, oh well, there's these four guys. They're quite good. Steelers aren't getting them. Move on. Well, I don't think we do that now. I think we talk about the prospects still. But it's maybe, funny. Maybe. I, I, I found that the first time doing the draft stuff with you guys because I've oh I've never focused it on Steelers. I've just focused it on this is the draft. These are the pool of players, and very late in the thing, I will give my own thoughts on what I would like the Steelers to do at pick whatever, whatever, whatever. As the years have gone on, it's more focused around actually, yes, there's still a ridiculously big pool of players I'll go to, but focusing a little bit more now on Steeler preferences and obviously our in and outs have developed, shall we call it, in the last few years. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny because I've come the, the other way. I've always been totally focused on the Steelers and now I'm opening up my horizons to, well, the Steelers aren't going to be picking him, but, you know, this is. My yeah. evaluation. Yeah, in, in five years' time, when he's made two prop balls, you go, "Yeah, I had him." Yeah, exactly. I th- I'm playing the long game now. That's the best way, lads. Put your put your takes on on tape, and then you know you can only be ridiculed by the audience or one of your co-hosts. Quite rightly. Yeah, um, we, we've got. You know, I'm. <clears throat> we get onto linebackers. I'm facing ridiculing. I know that's coming down the down the down the track. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, it's going to be uncomfortable listening for me, I'm sure. But um, I'll see you there. It'll be exciting. So I will yeah. then again be running around patting himself on the back. Good for say, good for say. Dave, have we got anything? I have a little something. Oh, hello. Four large dollars here. Everything on him. You want onions on your stick? I do. Plenty onions. So it'd be remiss of me if I didn't give uh, some praise to our Lord and Saviour in, in seven in, on his birthday, Big Ben's birthday today. Ah, oh, is it? I didn't know that. Did everyone forget to buy him a card? Jeez. I bought him an Iowa pin. 
Buy him a pint of lager and a packet of dry roasted in true uh, podcast fashion. Um, are we going to sing around a happy birthday to him? He, he's, he's a really good fellow, something like that. You can imagine it. Yeah, in, insert, <laughs> insert singing here. Um, no, the, the thing I wanted to talk about, maybe I'm sound, going to sound like a, like a, a grumpy old man, but um, I kind of want to get it off my, off my chest because it, it's something that irks me a lot. Um, people who want to be seen and heard constantly. And I know this sounds weird from someone who's just done a three-hour podcast talking yeah, about Yeah, that, that, that is me inside. You know that. But, like, I'm, I'm seeing it more and more, and it irks me more and more. And I, w- I went to um, a live recording of a podcast I'm a big fan of um, called the last, Pod- the last Podcast on the Left. It's not a political podcast, like it sounds. It, it, it's they, they delve into uh, true crime and UFOs, um, sort of right dark street, and weird bits of history and news. It, it's it's inter- and and they're th- it's done by three guys who are well, one of them's in radio and two are comedians, and they sort of give a. Uh, they shed some humorous light. They, they look at things from a humorous point of view. So it, it's like, I suppose you could call it dark humor, and it is to a certain extent. But I went to a live recording of one of their shows in, um, they're, they're in the US, but they came and recorded some shows in the, in the UK and in Europe. And I went to, um, it was, it was in Manchester. I went to, um, Albert Hall, which is in Manchester, and I've never been there before in my life. And it's a very strange building. Very, um, it's got very much Victorian workhouse sort of vibes. Very old building. Um, but it's really cool sort of building. But it, like the, the sound was awful. Like if you were in there, Gav, you'd have been having a field day trying to sort this sound out. It was awful. Bad acoustics are the worst. It was, it was terrible. I couldn't hear a thing of what was being said. Um, but people are, are big fans of the show. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest, um, in terms of listenership, I mean, they, they had a, a deal with uh, Spotify, which they, they got rid of, and that tied them into Spot- to Spotify. They, they can only listen to this show through Spotify. Um, but now it's it's all gone. But um, there's people that are clearly make um, listening to this thing their personality. And I feel I feel kind of bad for them. But at the same time, I, I'm guilty of doing that too in certain sense that I, I like a show or I like a, a band or something and they become a part of a part of me. And I think that's true for most things, even like it, it being a Steelers fan, it becomes a part of you. But there's, there's people that make it so much a part of them that even when you can't hear a word that is being said by these three hosts on the stage, they will whoop and hoot and holler the whole way through it like because they want to be seen to be agreeing with these people, um, even though they can't hear a word, word of what's being said. Unless you were, like, right in front of the stage, you can hear a word of what's being said. And I, I feel like I wasted, like, £25 on a ticket. Oh, that's, that's a shame, man. Did you uh, write a review or uh, some kind of feedback? I didn't, but I, I probably should. Um, I think you should. Yeah. You could Weird. potentially ask for your money back as well. You didn't hear anything. Yeah, it's a little bit late now. It was a few months ago. But, um, yeah, I... I I, I see more and more people that want to be seen to be to be into to be into this thing. You know what I mean? And these people get on my nerves now. Is it, is it? Am I being a grumpy old man? Do you mean you don't like people being enthusiastic about stuff? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. 
<laughs> maybe, <laughs> but it's like unnecessarily so. I don't know. Maybe it's a, the the the, the British possibilities. And, people try and define themselves in some way, right? And maybe mm. they you're getting irritated by people that are leaning too hard into self justification, no? Yeah, I I've got a problem. With, I've got a problem with being anyone being into anything. It's great, you know. You'd be into it, but because you're like, into Dune, right, or Dune or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you're, you're well into that, but you don't broadcast it. So is it the broadcasting that is the I issue? Think, I think so. I think so. I, th- I, I say I think it's that people make it their personality. Do you know what I mean? And like like people that all have watched a sitcom to death, and I'm guilty of that with things like The Office. Like I've watched. You know the office to death, and and I'll, I'll which one, the UK or US? Uh, both, but I, I do prefer the US one, which Dude. is a a, a a touchy subject to, to some people yeah. in the UK. Um, do you not yeah, think the, the UK one is sorry, diverting you? But do you not on. think the UK one is more awkward? Yes, and that's what I like about it. I I love things that are uncomfortable to watch, and I don't know that that's a big part. Like things that make my toes curl while I'm watching it. Like I want to turn it off because it's like a a <laughs> car crash happening, and uh, I seek those things out now. I, I love watching those sort of awkward situations. Yeah, they, make, they make you feel uncomfortable. I think I think the U.S. office is very good. I don't think it quite attains the level of the U.K. office level of. Ooh, you know? Yeah, they're, they're very different beasts, though, aren't they? They're very different kind of things. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 lo- I, lo- I love the UK office just because it's so uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I, I mean, I'm gonna sound a bit like a, a Gen, uh, a Gen Z kind of kind of guy now. But um, I, 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 there's a few people I like watching on on TikTok. That's, I, I, that's right, I have TikTok on my phone. <laughs> Do you really? Wow. And uh, there's, well, it, it's an interesting place, man. It, it, it's a very weird Dog. underbelly of, of the world <laughs> and like but there's, there's there's people on there that they they have one thing that they're really good at and that becomes their entire channel like there's one guy who's really good at doing impre- an impression of a petrol strummer and <laughs> well, that's up your street and that's in your wheelhouse that's his entire thing that he'll just like do an impression of a strummer and pretend to be doing it with different things like a hoover or a broom and that it's it's uh i don't it amuses me and there's a guy that'll just um i think he's called waif he's a british guy you think he's like in his early 20s but he makes a he try a bit like ricky gervais does he makes these videos that are really uncomfortable to watch and i love it i love i love that feeling of being uncomfortable I don't. Know, I don't know why. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe it's any psychologist listening. You like horror films, right? I do, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a, a big horror fan. That's, I, that's the same feeling of that uncomfortable <clears throat> putting yourself yeah. in that. Hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a different. It, it, it's. I, I don't know. I, I like being. On, I hate. I hate being in those situations. I hate being in that situation of like I have. I'm face to face with this person. I have nothing to say to you. And you have nothing to say to me, so we're just going to stare at each other until one of us walks away. Um, but I love watching people in that situation because I know how horrible it is. <laughs> I don't know. My, you see, my, my, you know, I, I am old, like I'm in my forties, and I, so therefore I'm a boomer and I'm past it and I'm uh, gone. I, I struggle with TikTok because everything's filmed in portrait. Okay. I hate that. I want things in landscape. 
So, so your 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 main problem with TikTok is the dimension of it. Isn't it? Orientation. Yeah, it's the orientation. Yeah. I hate it. I, That's I such hate... a Gav specific thing of hating <laughs> a platform for. It's like why why aren't you a landscape? Mm. Yeah, but YouTube is landscape. Everything's normal. You go to TikTok, it's everything's in. It's got smiley faces pinging off the screen at you, and it's all in portrait. I hate it. But I'm old. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm past it. You know. Yeah. Is this old man shouts at orientation? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different thing, and that's a real thing. And I'm just saying, get over that. But don't get over the phone while you hold your phone. You have TikTok? No. No, me neither. Oh, you need to get it, man. You can see there's there's some weird and wonderful people on there. It's it's fantastic. But there there, there are things that I see that I see that on on Twitter, and and you, it's the stuff that, like you said, Dave, it's people who've made a. Uh, a following uh, from themselves of making the noise of a streamer and or mm. like when you see people do like trick shots where they bounce a ball off 50,000 things and it lands in a cup of water mm-hmm. it's 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 great the first time but then when you replace the cups with pots it's the same principle mm. um, and I don't need yeah I, I, I can't I can't be arsed following that no. It, it's it, it, it's a lot of people that do the same thing and sh- you know scream uh, this exasperated relief when 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 it happens. Well, mm. nah, not 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 buying it. Not for me. Spend spend your day being a little bit more productive than trying to put a ball in a hole, which is ironic for me, who's someone who's <laughs> golfer. Uh, <laughs> so my. Uh, my brother was up. My, my brother and my dad were staying up for the last two nights, and uh, I mean that usually resolves in a lot of heavy drinking, which happened. But also, we 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 try and watch some some quality films because uh, we're all, we're all into cinema, and neither of them had seen one of my favourite films of like, well, forever actually. It's in my like top ten, definitely, hundred percent. I think it's probably one of the best British films ever made. Uh, 71. You seen 71? No. Oh. No. None of you seen it. It is one of the... Uh, honestly, I absolutely love this movie. And my, my brother's, you know, he, he, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, he's he's, he's um, a cameraman in film, like a director of photography, and he, he's the incredibly harsh critic. Uh, every film I, we ever watch, he's like, that's shit, it's this, it's that, it's that wrong with it. He didn't say anything after he watched 71. He was he was notably silent. And uh so I didn't mention anything. I didn't say anything. We just watched a movie. He was like, you know, finished at like 1 a.m. or whatever. We just went went to bed. He texted me earlier this afternoon and went, that was a really good film. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the next the next thing that guy does. I I was expecting you to say you'd seen it, Mike, because it's all about the troubles. Make sure you say that. Well, <laughs> because of uh, your heritage, you know, uh, <laughs> you'd be aware oh, of it. You know? Where was he from? No, it's funny. I, I I've just googled it, and I, I yeah, that the 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 cover it looks very familiar. Yeah, uh, it's it's just, a fantastic movie, man. You you've got to watch it. It's it's done in like um a documentary style, so it feels real. It's an important saga in you know it's 1971, right? That's why it's called 71. It's an important saga in British history. I just think it's fantastic. 
and I just wanted to give it a shout out because I watched it. It's the third time I've seen it last night, and I, it's another like five star and a heart movie. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. No, only the Irish could boil down something that's so complex and horrific, and such terrible things happened into something called the Troubles. <laughs> the Troubles. <laughs> was that not was that not the British way of saying it? I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I don't know either. No, it, it, it does. Sound, it does sound like something that the Irish could uh, make light of. The yeah. well, Easter sounds like a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was testing my brother because I said, "Oh, so you, you don't know much about this, do you?" He's like, "No." So, like, how long has Northern Ireland been a country? Didn't know. Guesswork. You know, Dave. I don't know. You know Have a guess. Yeah. How long has it been? How long has it been in existence? So it's either going to be shorter than I think, or longer than I think. Um, it's usually here that goes, yeah. Yeah. Our um. Bill Kets, jump in if you know. No, I don't want to put Dave on. Not a clue. Zero clues. We could be, we could be talking two thousand years, or could we be talking oh, it's, it's one lovely. year? It's a lot less than 2,000, and it's a lot more than one. Um, that would be right. Nice range there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I just have a ballpark figure? 57 years. 57 years from Dave, Kets? Uh, yeah, this is about 40. 40 years? I don't know. Wow. Longer than that. That's 1973. That's less than my life. That <laughs> I means it was formed when I was still an infant. Okay. That movie. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, it's, it's not a question I've ever thought about before in my life. Exactly. So and that's the interesting point. The air is right? like, hmm. It's a, it's 101 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 1921. Yeah. Okay. Two then, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Is, is this just it though? We're not taught this stuff in the UK. No, we're not. We're, 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 yeah. we're, we're, sh- we're hidden from it. Hide, like, shied away. It's, it's fascinating when I move. I've may mentioned it before, but when I moved over here, uh, I did history in sixth form, and we did a module on the British Empire, which included Ireland and Suez and India and somewhere else. And I probably have never had a mark higher than that section on Ireland. Sure, I knew everything, because that's our history, which we learned, where over here, as you said, no one had a zero anything. No. And Z- you do, I do wonder, it's next door. Yeah, why? What are we hiding? Well, th- th- this is this Absolutely is uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the problem, right? Because like, there's so much like in in the 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 particularly the English curriculum in terms of history, we are taught a very specific list of things like the Romans. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's either very it's either very ancient British history or so recent that it's just like, oh, this is how great England was. This, you know, the Churchill did this and this, like, this happened. And the, oh, but it won't be great. And it, it, it completely glosses over and ignores so many terrible things that were done under the British flag. Like, for, like, for example, like, there's a whole, there's a very strong notion in the UK, say particularly in England, that we have nothing to do with the slave trade at all. Like we, a lot of people see that as an American thing. Oh, the Americans did that. No, like um, you, you, you go to Liverpool and look at the history of Liverpool 
the amount of involvement that the city of Liverpool on its own had in had in it is crazy. It, it's it all that that was the port that it all came into and from. It. It's crazy. It's all they they have a museum about it in Liverpool, but people still still seem to think that oh no, that's an American thing. That, that, we didn't we weren't involved in that. No, you we definitely were. It a hundred percent. We were sailing the ships that were doing it. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous that we have this notion here that it's nothing to do with us because but because our curriculum glosses over it all. My point of view though is with that we should embrace it. We shouldn't try and delete it. This is my this is my issue with with Northern Ireland. We tried to delete it. We should just say, yeah, we we were wrong about this. We made these mistakes, and you know. The, the, the times were very different, and this this is why we shouldn't like delete it from history and try and whitewash it and make it like it never happened. We should mm-hmm. actually teach our kids, you know, there's, there's mistakes we made. There's, there's positives about the British Empire as well. We we, yeah. we we swung wildly to this this place where now anything to do with the empire is like evil and corrupt. There were positive things about the empire. There were negative things, a lot of negative things. But let's like look at them be honest about like the good and the bad but we we seem to be in a weird place at the moment where like academia is trying to like whitewash history and I, i'm not into that at all like uh, humanity as as a as a as a race is quite evil can be evil to each other we've all made mistakes i mean um, on a very on a very simple level i, I wouldn't i wouldn't be married to my wife i wouldn't have two ch- two children without the british empire so mm-hmm. there you go. There you go. Good things out of bad things. Right. Uh, I would probably be speaking Irish, which I can do anyway. But that's by the by. Humble brag. Yeah, well, I can't really, but <laughs> no one's going to prove me wrong. I can say slancher. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can have a passport. Actually, <laughs> speaking randomly, of that my um. My wife got her Irish citizenship this week. No, there you go. What does that so, mean? What does uh, that mean? What does that mean for you? For me, absolutely nothing, uh, Dave. Um, is the drop coming in? No, um, no, nothing. For, <laughs> she, 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 she doesn't get it from me. She gets it from her grandfather. It's got nothing to do with the fact that she's married. To me. No, I don't mean that. I mean, what does it mean for you as a family? Like, what does it mean you can do? Uh, she doesn't get stuck in queues. Uh, so is that what happens? You get split up. You go through the EU. She has to go through know what? the long queue. We went we went to Croatia last year and it was the first time we've travelled to somewhere in Europe post 2019 or whatever it was and I was looking for we had hired a, a, a car to pick us up from the airport to drop us to our hotel and you know when we ended up getting to the car it was one of these big massive Mercedes things that was air conditioned and cool bottles of water you think yeah I could, I could get used to this I said, you know, you're going to end up in the long queue and I'm just going to swim through with my EU passport. See you later. There was no queue. <laughs> oh, so there, was, there, there just weren't many. Yeah, there weren't many flights coming in. And now um, she has to actually go through the passport process now. Um, so she's just sort of got the citizenship documentation. It's the passport process now that she has to go through. Um, but from people I know who've traveled, you know, in-laws and stuff like that, uh, I've mentioned how much of a pain in the arse that it is. So if it makes her life easier, then hey, that's fine. So she's got the Irish, Irish passport through you? No. So, so she, she gets, has got her. She has got her. You said that, right? Yeah, so she gets the citizenship through her grandfather. 
and now she has a citizenship. She can now get a passport. She hasn't got it yet. She needs to start that process. Yeah, you see, I, I was rejected for my Polish passport, so it's a big. Uh, because you don't qualify, or because they didn't yeah, want didn't you? qualify because my my uh, my my great grandfather's name wasn't on the birth certificate. So in Polish law, he has to his name has to be on it. So uh, big fail, turn away. Is is it being a great grandfather too far to launch? No, no. If or? if his name was on my mum's birth certificate. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's my my grandfather. Yeah. My oh, sorry, it was your grandfather? My great. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably said that. Right. Oh, that's it. That's interesting. Yeah. It's so a, because because she was adopted, she was like discarded at birth. Um, and his name wasn't on the on the birth certificate, even though we've got proof that you know he was Polish. Yeah. He was here for like two weeks, so technically we should be Polish citizens mm. by the letter of the law. Can't prove it. Is it, we've gone down a, a rabbit hole now, but have, have anyone gone through that whole sort of family history stuff? You know, seeing where families come from and stuff like that? Yeah, moreover, I'm only 10, 25% English. Everything else is all over the place. So I, I, I have no affinity. Like, these EDL guys can, can jog on. <laughs> You're a proper mongrel. Yeah, absolutely. From what I gather, like part of my family's Irish, part of it's Scottish, and I, I, God knows where the rest is. Um, I, I haven't dug deep enough to really find out, but um, but no, other, other family members have, and as far as I'm aware, there's there's some Irish connection somewhere. Which is probably where the red hair comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, part Kraken. Kraken. Release the Kraken, no? Was that was that was that not? What? Hey? Green was that was that not a uh, Brett Kiesel's T-shirt? Release the Kraken. Oh yeah, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. No? No. Wow. I was trying to bring it back to the Steelers, but it fell flat. Niche references yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm lazy. Yeah, Brett Kiesel is now like in in. How do you feel about that, Dave? He's like now well in the rearview mirror. Brett Kiesel was a distant memory. Does that make you feel old? Um, kind of. Kind of, not as old. It makes Brett Kiesel feel probably. Um, <laughs> probably <not. laughs> but no, he's still involved, right? He's still involved with the with the city and that. He still does his. He's not doing share the beard anymore, but he's still involved in the in the city and the in the hospital and that. So he's uh, he's still a. What's what's more valuable, a Brett Kiesel t-shirt or a, a Switzberg t-shirt? To to me or on the on the on eBay, I think in, uh, in, in the black market. I think there's going to be Switzberg t-shirts being worn on uh, Oxfam adverts pretty soon. Oh, really? Yeah. I, th- I think Kiesel, man. Kiesel, come on. Got to support uh, your hero. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, what, you mean in terms of who's who's got the higher... I, have I misunderstood the question? Who's, whose t-shirts will be more valuable in the, in the, the second-hand retail market? Oh, the Kiesel shirts, for sure. That's exactly, there you go. That's the right answer. That's what I'm saying, that on, I'm going to see Switzberg t-shirts on... Charity adverts because they're just getting handed yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. There's an oversupply problem with the uh, Switzberg. Yeah, Does anyone <laughs> <laughs> actually own one? Who who bought? Who, I want to own one. Who who bought one? In in even while he was here at the time, there was a big sort of hmm, 
umming and mm. ahhing about him. No one was quite sold on on the Switzberg thing. I don't think this, this, here. this is why you should lean into these things and buy these T-shirts because they've become cultural icons, right? If you had a Switzberg T-shirt, hell yeah, that's well cool. That's like a moment in time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Like the, 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 duck, the duck dynasty, I suppose you could call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of being enthusiastic about things you love, I'm going to take Full this circle. opportunity to mention our merch. We have Go a ahead. new merch available. Um, the website address is Togs Wait, by woo-woo. Emma. Is there woo-woo? Indeed. It's uh, togsbyemma.com forward slash UK Steelers podcast. There is a wide range, well, there's five or six items. So it's not necessarily a wide range, but there's a very good hoodie. Um, there's a sweatshirt, there's a trucker and a baseball cap um, and some t-shirts as well. So if you haven't got a Switzberg t-shirt, you can go and get either a UK Steelers podcast or there is one for the Facebook group as well. That is bollocks. Mike! <laughs> yeah, I, I have no problem with you shouting your love if it's about the show. Yeah, that's, that's the only exception. Otherwise, I'm a grumpy old man and you, you're not allowed to... Get overexcited about things, I'm afraid. Not in my presence. Okay, I've, I've, I've uh, ordered a... I actually bought one... Uh, he's going to listen to this, he's going to know. I've ordered one for Ran, I've ordered him a T-shirt. It's, it's on its way to him. Hopefully it's good quality. So we'll, we'll find out. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. I've ordered a couple of bits today, so I will let you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you'll tweet out the photos, right? I shall do. Very excitedly uh, when, when it arrives. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, in terms of supporting the show, um, there's either the, the merchandise or patreon.com forward slash UK Steelers podcast. You can follow the show on all on Twitter at UK Steelers pod. Follow Dave at this is Dave Hart. Follow Gav at GM Boomop. Follow Mike at Mike underscore JF1. Or follow me at Pets UK all on Twitter. Thank you very much for your, your company, gentlemen. Pleasure as always. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Kets. Well hosted. Yeah, man. Nailed it. Uh, good luck to Cy. Yeah. Good go Steelers. Kick too soon. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit too soon. Uh, yeah. I just want to hope that Cy is like uh, stones are lasered into oblivion and we never have to think yeah. about them again in the next week. So I'm sure uh, yeah. if you're if you're a praying person, like you can pray for Cy if you want. Hashtag pray for Sai. Yeah, pray for Sai. Thoughts and prayers for Sai. Pray for Sai's stones. You know, the stones. They, they just yeah, won't go away. We need them to go away. And then he can, like, host his podcast indefinitely with no delay. And we can actually record it on the platform that uh, our Patreon yeah. Yeah. actually pay for. <laughs> yeah. Behind the curtain, we couldn't even log in because uh, Sai owns, he's, like, got all the stones. He's keeping the stones to himself. So we He's got all the stones and none of the passwords. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't even give us a functioning password, but uh, we'll work on that. Right, but hopefully he's back next week anyway. So, see you later. Cheers, guys. Yep. See you, boys. Cheers. See ya. Go Steelers. <laughs>